This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs, introducing the new Firehouse Pub Steak Sub with savory steak, crispy fried onions, and our rich Belgian beer cheese sauce. On tap for a limited time. Order yours at firehousesubs.com today. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase. Welcome to Liquid Lunch. We're coming at you live. It is April 5th, a special Friday edition of the show today. It's me, Hugh, and Sandra, of course, is joining me. This is going to be an awesome day. Just before we go, I just want to say thank you to my wardrobe, Ravel. (laughs) Don't you notice? I notice you're not invisible. Okay, well, that's good. I've chosen not to be invisible today because we have some amazing guests. Well, we uh, we do have we have an amazing show today. In fact, we set this show up specially because Marcus was joining us. Just Coming because in of from, Marcus. from out of town for the Total House show. And Marcus, it's a really good to have you on the I show. I love being on your show, Hugh. You. Thank you so much. Well, we're really looking forward to, uh, to having a great discussion about uh, everything that you're doing. Uh, but before we get into that, let's uh, just talk about uh, who else we have on the show okay. today. We have uh, filmmaker David York coming on. He's got a documentary called The Beatles Are Coming. Now we're talking the little bugs beetles. The little bug beetles. Yeah, because they're coming. Okay, that's not a good thing. They're right? eating forests all the way across Canada. Wow! From BC, and we thought we had to be scared of the Illuminati. Well, these things—I <laughs> find these things get a little overblown. Remember yeah. the purple loose strife? The purple loose strife was going to take I over. I never even heard of that. Have you I, heard of the purple loose strife? No, I'm surprised it's not in your book. It's probably really good eating. It's not a plant. <laughs> no, it is. Oh, yeah, it the is. purple loose strife is a plant. It's purple. It's a purple flower. And it's oh, taken it over where the bulrushes used to be. It's so the environment's always changing. But it was that much ado about nothing? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying it's nature. It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. We kind of kind of adapt. So right? we're gonna find out. Adapt or die, right? Well, we'll talk to David about that later. Also, Hunter Williamson will be here. Oh my god, Hunter again. Yes. It's a super show we got today. Oh, it's amazing. I know. Wow. So he's uh, of course a psychic and a a, a, a decorator. Yes, interior decorator yes. for homes. I mean, uh-huh. big millionaire well, type you know, homes. Plus, he's a psychic, so I want to talk to him about the psychic stuff. Because there were supposed to be big things happening last October. Here we are. Big things happening? Look, we've got Marcus on the show. And that spaceship How never appeared. How much bigger appeared. does it get? Well, I'll tell you, we have a reptilian shapeshifter coming on the show Yeah, so today. we don't need the spaceship. We've got the, the guys who live on the spaceship. Apparently. Yeah. No, seriously. This is big news, a reptilian shapeshifter. We don't want to blow it to it a proportion, but Joe Ego. Interesting, his last name is Ego. Isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> That's very telling. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so, uh, but let's get started, because okay. uh, Marcus is here, and uh, we're going to find, we have a little, um, we're going to play the short one first, Marcus. Uh, and that'll give a bit of an introduction to what we're going to be talking about with Marcus. Sounds great. As soon as we come back from this. Yay. So here's the video. We'll be right back. 
When I was a kid, I grew up on a farm and I couldn't even go near the animals because I had allergies, asthma, bronchitis, hay fever, emphysema. My whole respiratory system was messed up. I got colds, flus, fevers, constant infections. I was a mess. My dad worked with all kinds of toxic substances like turpentine, tractor oil, gasoline, and then he liked his beer and vodka at the end of the day, which messed up his liver. He had so many toxins in his blood, it pushed out through his skin, so he had really bad eczema and psoriasis. My mom started having arthritis and rheumatism. We were messed up. In my job, since I couldn't go near the animals, get this, was to go out there and cut down the weeds, the thistles, the nettles, the burdock, the dandelions. Little did I know that those very plants that I was fighting to cut down were the ones that could have healed us all. Dandelions are better for you than anything you have in the refrigerator. They are a superfood and a natural medicine. Aside from being a complete food with all eight essential amino acids that make protein, dandelions are a strong blood cleanser, liver cleanser, they dissolve kidney stones, they help acne, cholesterol, they prevent cancer, they reduce gastrointestinal problems, and even diabetes. The yellow flower is one of the highest sources of lecithin in the world, even more than soy. And burdock, that's that plant that has those little round Velcro balls that sticks to your clothes and your hair. Little did we know that that's one of the world's top 10 healing herbs. It's a very popular anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antifungal, anti-tumor. It cleans the blood so well, it makes it one of the world's great skin cleansers. It removes acids from the blood, which makes it great for eczema and psoriasis. It balances hormones, arthritic and gland problems. And milk thistle, thistles, all thistles are edible. Milk thistle is that tall herb with the spiky sharp leaves and it contains that white milky like liquid that by the way, if you put that on moles, warts or skin cancer, it helps dissolve it away. Milk thistle is one of the best things you can take for liver. It helps cure hepatitis as well as cirrhosis of the liver. The seeds contain a substance called salimarin which coats and guards the liver cells by preventing toxic materials from entering the cells and helps rebuild and regrow new liver cells. And mallow, that common plant that grows everywhere in everybody's yard, is good for bronchitis, asthma, emphysema, getting rid of mucus. It helps the whole respiratory system, especially when you're suffering from colds. It also helps digestive problems like stomach ulcers and urinary tract swellings and inflammations. And plantain, it's one of the best things you can take for hay fever, allergies, asthma, even tuberculosis. It helps get rid of insect stings, which I got all the time, fevers, infections, skin disease, poison remedy, blood purifiers, good for colitis, stomach aches, diarrhea, and my dad's prostate. If only we knew back then that this stuff that grew wild and free in our yard could have helped heal us of what we had. Oh, man, the world needs to know about this. And this stuff is right outside your door right now and it's free. That's why I made this five DVD set which walks you outside your door and shows you what's out there, what it looks like and what it does. This is over nine hours of video. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. This video shows you the most popular plants found pretty much anywhere in the world, what they look like and what they do. It even comes with a free recipe booklet which shows you how to easily make delicious meals from the free wild plants growing in your area. Simply go to freefoodandmedicine.com. That's free freefoodandmedicine.com and get this video set. You will learn so much and boy will you feel the difference. Okay, wow, that's exciting. It is. That's it is. really, now we talked a little bit about that the yeah. last time you were here, Marcus, but uh, Yeah, I had the DVD set and then everybody said, well, I can't take a DVD player out in the field. Give me a book. Oh, that's a, that's so, right. And it was, I mean, I did this for myself too because I mean, I love this. So I wrote this. I mean, this is a lifetime of research, and I wrote this. This weighs two pounds. <laughs> you can take and this out, and it, it's basically it's the worldwide edible plant guide. It shows you any plant basically growing anywhere in the world. So it's not just per area. So this is not just for North America no, or Canada. I mean, if you're in Africa, Australia, it even has a section on desert plants because I live in Las Vegas. So it's got seaweed, it has everything. So Marcus, how do you know so much? 
<laughs> I, I, there, there's no limit to the information out there. It, it's uh, I don't know. Are you just a sponge, or I, I just love it. I just love the subject matter. I, just, I like self empowerment. I like being on my own and not depending on anybody. And no doctors, no bankers, no nothing. I just want to be free. So is this, is this self taught? Um, the, or, or, or do you have, did you study nutrition or anything? Or, I or did had you just to. Learn for I yourself? had to because I almost died four times. Okay. I was born with a weak immune okay. system. Um, by the time I was twenty-seven, uh, I was dying. I had glasses thicker than my finger. I was bleeding when I went to the bathroom. It was bad. I mean, I was just really messed up. Nobody knew what it was, and I never drank. I never smoked. I never, to this day, I never did a drug. I never did anything wrong. And I didn't know it was basically what I was eating that was killing me. Just the American wow. diet, just you know, just just junk food. Uh, and it took years of research. I tried vegetarian. I still got sick. I tried veganism. I still got sick. You know, pasta, bread, cereal is not food. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mm -hmm. grow in nature. So it took me a while to realize. You know, the more I got back to nature, eating the things that we were designed to eat, the, all my problems went away. Do you do you wear glasses at all right nope. now? No. Nope. So how do you attribute that? I wear contacts. I you used do? to. I hate I contacts. Do. Yeah, I know. I, I, I used to. So, okay, so, wait, so what did you do? I, I, went, I wrote a book called Heal Yourself uh, 101, which is, takes you through the steps. So basically, it's raw food and cleansing. Okay, okay. Um, and it's just using your body the way it was designed, just okay. getting back to the natural things. Like, we're the only species on the planet that cooks its food. You know, we're and we're the only ones that get like these these bad diseases, other than the animals that eat things that man makes. But anyway, that's how I got into this whole okay. thing, and and I realized, you know, people said, okay, I'll, I I get it, but going to Whole Foods or some, you know, it's three four hundred bucks a week to get your groceries. Mm -hmm. I said, no, it's free. If you go outside, you know, most of the the best free food medicine is growing through the cracks in the sidewalk. It's it's in your backyard. <laughs> it's the trees. Did you know pine trees, that tree that's open the door, it's right there. Did you know that that's got the highest source of vitamin C in the world? You can make tea out of it. The 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 bark, that's the sticky stuff that comes out of it, that's what bees make propolis from. It's like bacteria can't touch it. It is uh, grass, you can make tea from it. You know, that you pay three bucks a, uh, an ounce for wheatgrass at a health food store. Which is, what about lawn grass? It's it's grass, you know, you can put it in your blender. It's it, it's. It's that people don't, they can't put the connection together between that expensive stuff you buy in a health store and the free stuff that's just growing in your yard. So it's really about changing your thinking too here. It is. Weeds are survivors. They don't need to be watered like farm plants. And they don't have, uh, you know, there's none of this GMO organic and everything. It's like these things, they have to survive. They have to, uh, wild plants have roots that can go down like 120 feet, like red clover. It's only this high above the ground, 120 foot roots. Wow. They suck up more nutrition and minerals and phytonutrients than anything that grows on a farm. So that stuff you buy in a produce section, it was already killed two weeks ago. You know, it's dead. You watch, you, you, you pick a plant, put it on the table and watch what happens within the first hour. Yeah. It's dead. Yeah. So that stuff you buy in a store, it is very More little nutritional dead. value. <laughs> the wild plants, uh, because they're survivors, they have so much power. I mean, you just put one dandelion in your mouth, and it's like, whoa. It's intense. You just feel the power. Now, isn't there a concern, at least in North America, about pesticides, that that, yeah. that, that spray? So is it okay to go in, in, in people's backyards or even well, the park? You'll or find out first if they spray there or not. You know? okay. Okay. Like so most places, like, like, like an abandoned yard, Obviously, nobody's spraying there. Your backyard, you should know yeah, if somebody's yeah, spraying yeah. there or not. Yes, and yes. I'm the book that I wrote. It's about the stuff that you know, like you you know in your neighborhood 
What is here's that? What's this tree? Here's my yard, my neighbor's yard. It's, I mean, it doesn't take anything to ask. Did you spray here? You know, people say, what about dogs and cats? Well, that's natural. Urine is water soluble, so nature kind of just takes care of that. I just wash it. You know, put some. If you're really freaked out about it, then put some hydrogen peroxide in the water. You know. Okay, quick question though, because uh, you know, uh, and pe I don't understand people who spray their lawns with chemicals. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't get it, but people do that. Uh, do you know, uh, is there a time period, like say they, they stopped or you buy a new house and is there a time period where it gets cleaned, do you know? I would say, well, the more it rains, the more it washes through, you know, the system. Uh, or to be certified organic, it has to be like six, seven years, something like that. Um, but for me, you know, I'd say a couple years at least of good cycling with rain and wow. stuff. That's a long time. I'm just getting a good idea because I have a friend who's got a farm and it's all, he's just let it go for years. Yeah. It's probably all valuable food oh, that's yeah. grown all over the yeah, the whole place. I, there, there's salads. There's actually a video I have on YouTube. It's kind of funny. I go out my front yard with my bathrobe, my fuzzy slippers, and I'm just waking up. And I just pick dandelions and weeds and, and some some of the flowers I just eat right on the spot. Put them in my blender uh, in the in the kitchen with um, coconut water, dates or something, and I make a green smoothie out of it. Yeah. Put it in my glass jar, put a lid on it, take it with me in the car all day, and it's like, that's my mood. That's my food. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 and man, I am, the energy level is through the roof. It, it, there's no comparison between the wild plants and the stuff you get in the grocery store, which is. So, I mean, you know, if you go out into a typical field, say here in Ontario, that's just been left fallow for a while, like what percent of those plants in your experience would be edible? Every living thing on earth has a purpose. Now, the poisonous ones, they just have, they're very concentrated in their medicine. They have a purpose. Right. You just have to know what it's for. Okay. Like some of the strongest cancer plants, you can't eat them straight. Yeah. But if you know how to use them, how to treat them, how to use them, uh, it's powerful medicine. So that's what this book is for. It has, uh, in the front, it has how to collect them and, and, and recognize them. And then in the back, it has an entire section on health conditions and which plants are used for that. And there's all kinds of interesting things. It's not just health stuff, like what plant is doesn't burn and is good for a fire protection barrier around your home? What plant's good for your, your sex life? What plant is good for making hair grow back? What, what plant's good for insomnia, for making you relax, for... I mean, name it. There's, just there's so you a know, there's two it. that you just said that really, really got his curiosity. No, 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 no. no. That one of them was for you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a good one for arguing couples. There's actually well, there's one in here. It says for arguing couples, take, to take this plant. Give it to him. It's all him. Yeah, no, and her, no. Okay. So one for you think when you think you're self-righteous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but pretend you know I that, didn't hear that. That makes no, no. I'm talking about me. I was actually talking about me and that one. I'm still um, pretending. That's probably a good thing. Um, uh, is, uh, is this where uh, this ties? Seems to me it ties into a lot of like those, you know, Bach remedies and things like that, where those flower, flower essences. essences and yeah. 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 So is that kind of? Like I have a whole section here on edible flowers, and and uh, you'd be amazed. A lot of the plants that we have sitting on our windowsill, what purpose they have, and and what, how good they are for you. There's, I make salads, just flowers all over them, and it's beautiful. It just adds beauty to it. You just well, feel good. color just, too, just doesn't looking it? at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, um, a question for you: For places like Canada, where we have winter, maybe three, four months of the year, it's not as easy to go pick plants in your backyard right. what would you reckon you store them or? oh yeah and that's actually that's why i made this dvd or this guy here he lives in etobicoke which is a subdivision here uh, uh -huh. in toronto 
it's a whole two-day workshop of what, what he, he, how he survives without needing money. He lives in a normal subdivision, has a car, a computer like everybody else, but he doesn't have to have a job, and he only eats what grows within one mile of where he lives locally. And he just walks down the street, and has what's in his yard, just, he just lets it grow wild. He doesn't even like plant official gardens anything. And he just tells you what each plant is for. And in the wintertime, you do, you do prepare like a squirrel in the fall. You, you get as okay. much stuff mm -hmm. as you can. You dry it, you prepare it, you put it in your, you know, in your house. Um, and then even if, even if you were stranded out in nature, he tells you how, um, and it's in my book too, um, how to go out there and recognize what's out there. And what to do. Obviously, you're not having fresh, juicy fruits hanging off the tree, but there are things that you can eat, even like pick, sticking out of the snow. I mean, it's almost roots. like uh, you become your own little farmer. Well, you become a survivor, and that's how the native people lived for thousands of years. You know, yeah. we, we've lost touch with that. What yes. would happen? Let, let's say, worst case scenario, there's people down there talking about society's going to collapse. Well, what if it does? Okay, so big deal. This is your Bible. Yeah. Once you have this, you realize. You know, you don't have to worry about the economy. You don't have to worry about if grocery stores or, or restaurants disappeared. You know, that might be a blessing. It'd actually be healthier. Well, yeah, it's, it's actually a really good point because, you know, if, if the stock market crashes and all of a sudden nobody has any money anymore, the sun still grows, the water still rain, yeah. it still rains, so plants are still going to... Just because there's no more, the stock market crashes, right. the plants aren't going to say, oh, yeah. well, I guess we're not going to grow anymore. Yeah. And what's really neat about wild plants, you know, you know how they say if you pick a weed, it grows twice as fast? You've got a never-ending supply of food and medicine because if you start wow. eating these things, next day there's three times more of it there. So you've got a grocery section that's just constantly replenishing. I don't, okay, Marcus, I don't get it. Well, like, why do did we forget about that, or or why well, do we make it hard for ourselves? A lot of it is is we're lazy, we're modern, and we like to have things. Put things. We like to go to restaurants because they make the food for us. We're also into. Uh, not having to think and fend for ourselves. We're into comfort, instant gratification, and we're into also sweet stuff. Like most of the wild stuff out there, it's got different, you know, this is something interesting that people need to understand mm -hmm. is the, a lot of the wild plants, they're kind of bitter a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, but but we need bitter in our lives because that's what helps your stomach it's uh, the acid, create. It's alkaline. Well, it's not acid. Al yeah, it does. It helps produce. Uh, you need bitter to help your liver cleanse, to help your stomach acid produce. Because most people are too low on stomach acid. Um, it helps your hormones. Blah blah blah. It helps cleanse out your system. Most people are sugar addicted. They they want sweet stuff. They want that instant gratification, and that's where you start having problems. You start having mood swings, hypoglycemia, uh, diabetes. It, it, yeah, exactly. And and they say that if you're bitter, if you're depressed, take bitter. If you're ah, bitter, take bitter. So that's like homeopathic. Exactly. Like attracts like, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That makes a lot of sense, actually. So would something like this actually help to cure di diabetes? Well, I'm not allowed to say cure because they could come okay. after me for that. Okay. But, so um, that, okay, there's three, there's three general rules for health, and it's for anything. If you're rebuilding a house, a car, a human body, it, it, it's you stop doing what's causing the problem in the first place. You know, stop okay. eating bread, pasta, cereal, crap that, that doesn't happen in nature. Secondly, you gotta clean it out. You gotta strip it down to the bare bones and rebuild. Third, you only put good stuff back in. So okay. this is stage three. Um, and that's what I do. I, I, I basically empower people real easy. I mean, the answer is so simple to anything. The real truth is simple. It doesn't cost money. 
You don't have to go to a store to buy it, you know. Um, this little bit of knowledge is all you got to... Uh, so know. are you suggesting that people go towards a raw food diet as well? It's or? the best thing you can do for cleansing. Okay. For, I mean, this is not a life sentence. Oh, I have to do this for the rest of my life. No, you don't. If you want to heal anything, if you want to get better, then yeah, get back to, to the way nature designed you to live. After you're healed, mm -hmm. fine, do whatever you want. Go eat your pizza and your beer, you know, see, what, see how you feel the next day. Yeah. I and guarantee you'll you, really you're notice. probably not going to go back as much as you were before. But it's human nature to always see what we can get away with. We're always right at the edge. Push the boundaries. the limit, yeah. right? Yeah. So I say, okay, I am not stopping you from doing what you want to do. But I guarantee you what you want to do is going to change the healthier you get because you're going to feel so much better. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm 50 now. You should have seen me when I was... Uh, you don't look 50. That's You should have seen me when I was 27. I was bad. I mean, I, I looked worse than like... An old professor. I was dying. Wow. <laughs> and and uh, it changes your life. It really does. I mean, it, it, it's it's the it's the real fountain of youth is to get back to being free, to not owe anything to anybody, and to just know that you can just walk naked out there into the world and you can survive. And you don't need anything. You don't need a job, a bank account. I mean, you can survive and and that's thrive. Wonderful. Actually, that's that's amazing. That's what an amazing. I know. Okay, I have a. I had a thought the other day, Marcus, and I, I just want to run it by you because my thought was that. Uh, well, you know, we've heard about the fifty-mile diet or the hundred-mile diet, right? That you eat like local the way it works. Right. Yeah. Like as you're saying, nature provides. Right. Right. Exactly. So uh, it makes sense that uh, nature would provide uh, if you live in a certain area that the plants of that area are yeah. going to be better suited to you, right? So I was thinking about it because uh, like the only place I can have a garden is in my front yard, right? And it's a pretty busy street. Mm -hmm. So somebody mm -hmm. said, oh, you got to watch it because there's all the pollutants from the cars, cars going by and stuff like that. And the soil might be polluted. But I was thinking maybe if nature really does provide always, maybe somehow the plants that grow in a polluted environment in, in a homeopathic way right. actually protect you from the pollutants in that, that environment. That's what Gary in this video says. He says that if this thing can survive despite these poisons, mm -hmm. it has, it figured something it's out and how to survive. Mm -hmm. And you eat the survivor and you get those qualities. Mm -hmm. Now obviously it's smart to wash it off before you eat it because it's got crap landing on it, but inside that thing it's got resistance, it's got survival power. Yeah. It figured something out, how to survive despite the conditions. Mm -hmm. And you really feel a difference when you start eating these things. There's, I mean, just, I don't care what other people say. I want to firsthand try it myself. Mm -hmm. And when you try this, when you eat it, it's like, wow, you really feel the power. And I mean, you realize your, you, you know, you're just your energy levels, your, your, the way you think and feel, and your, you just feel high all the time. It's so good. When you think about it, actually, when you look at the typical North American diet, the breads, pastas, the pop, um, all of that, it's amazing that we're still alive. I know, it is. So talk about surviving. Talk yeah. about the human yeah. body. I mean, it's amazing that we're still walking I around. Know. I mean, that's how I was. I, I grew up on that stuff. I grew up on, on uh, you know, just pies and cakes and bread and pasta and... and Hostess cupcakes. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Pillsbury. Oh, that, that, was, <laughs> that was my thing. Was just, Anyway, um, and I was dying, and I didn't know why. I couldn't put the, the two... I mean, I was so congested. I was... I couldn't, like, go... 20 feet without having to cough up because I was choking wow. to death, you know. I was whistling when I was breathing. I, my, Were you overweight? No, no. I, I looked I looked like a normal kid. 
but I was aging rapidly and I was really stressed out and it affects your emotions the way you talk with other people mm -hmm. you're, you're just tense and your concentration your ability everything to focus you can't school. think straight yeah you know yeah. now when you're healthy it's like wow you're like you're, you're limitless you know, I, I'm wondering, though, even that something like, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking about Fukushima, right? And the people that are living in that yeah. radiation environment. I'm wondering if those, if, if they grew plants in that radiation zone, if it might actually help the people well, deal with all that radiation. Let's put it this way. Um, there are people apparently still alive uh, from Hiroshima when the bomb was dropped. And they knew back then, I mean, they ate a lot of seaweed. There are certain things mm -hmm. that, that chelate out the, mm -hmm. the radiation and the heavy metals, because radiation has, has heavy metals with it. Uh, and mm -hmm. I live in Las Vegas where they did nuclear testing for 50 years, 800 nuclear tests over 50 wow. years. And I'm healthier than most people who don't live in a nuclear mm -hmm. zone. So, uh, you know, nature has a way of adapting. And fear is the first thing that's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. You know, negativity and all this stuff. There's been radiation circling the world for the last half century. Mm -hmm. And that little bit that's coming out of the, the radi the, the, that nuclear plant, they've been, some of these bombs they've been testing, I mean, the atmospheric test, oh my God, it's like this world is it's just enshrouded with, with mm -hmm. radiation. You just have to learn how to, how to get it out of your system quickly and then put good stuff back in. Well, it's just, uh, I, I'm amazed that it's like, you know, we always learn something new here on the show. And here you are with, with this book and, and the DVDs, and it's like, this is really groundbreaking information. What, one of the first things that grew out of the ground in Hiroshima after the bomb was dropped was bamboo. That stuff, like within days, it started growing out of the ground. And, and bamboo is actually, it's in my book and it's in my, I have a mixture coming out. It's a green powder mix of the mm -hmm. most powerful wild plants because people don't all have time to go out there and find this stuff. Right. But um, bamboo is one of the best things for your skin, for silica, for connective tissue. And it's this amazing surviving, I mean, it grows 50 feet in a year. Mm -hmm. yeah. That stuff is amazing. And that's why they're using it for floors now too. Yeah. And even bamboo hardwood type People don't know you can eat it. Now I'm not talking don't about eat the, off the floor. It's yeah. a whole other. <laughs> now I'm not talking about the decorative bamboo that grow, that yeah. you buy in the flower store. That's actually not bamboo. Mm -hmm. It's not even. It's, oh, it's not. No, no, it's not. It, it's a different type of plant, but it looks oh. like bamboo. Oh, uh, but the okay. real bamboo, and it talks about the differences in my book. But if you know what you're looking for and you know what it is, it, you're limitless. I mean, once you learn this, this is what they should be teaching in school. They should be teaching, yes. teaching algebra and, and, and you know history. Or even in mm -hmm. nutrition. Even when you take nutrition courses, this should be in nutrition yeah. courses. Yeah, what do they teach in nutrition courses? You know, like the food pyramid which, is like, yeah. is that what or a joke that is? Or which pills to take. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what's amazing about this book? I went once. I went up uh, on a camping trip by myself into the, and I had a book on healing herbs, and I had another book on the wildlife mm -hmm. of the eastern forests, right? So yeah. I could triangulate right. Right. the right. information, right? right? And this book now is a third book that I would add to that when yeah. you're going out, yeah. right, with you. Because you got the pictures in here. This oh, is like an essential field guide, yes. right? Yes, there is nothing like I mean, the like pictures this. are there. I don't know if we can see that, but it's like, so you can look it up. You see a flower in the field, you can look it up in the book yes. and, uh, and, and find out what it's good yeah. for. Yeah, and I, I made sure, I mean, I did more photoshopping in this book than anybody ever did in history. Wow. I, I had six artists working around the clock for a year, isolating every flower, every leaf, every fruit, every nut, 
to actually show you exactly Absolutely what amazing. these things look like. And yeah. mo most most plant guides, amazing. they just yeah. take a snapshot of the thing in the wild. And, and you know, plants have different shapes, different looks. The leaves are different depending on what their growth cycles. Yeah. You have to know what it is. You're, so there's a lot of work went into this. Um, and uh, it's an is, amazing job. I made it for myself. Marcus. You know, mm -hmm. this is like, mm -hmm. like if, if society collapses, this is your, your Bible. So you're going to need this, whether or not society collapses. <laughs> Right? Well, that would, I mean, it's its icing on the, I mean, this is how you, you feel really good, right? Yeah. So if society collapses, you won't feel so bad anyway, because you're going to feel good anyway, right? <laughs> Actually, you shouldn't even care, because, exactly. you know, that's, gonna, that's the this point. This is talking about high on life, boy. Yeah. Okay, Marcus, now you're in town for the Total Health Show, yeah, right? This weekend. Yes. And uh, now, So what are you doing there? Are you giving lectures? I or, give, uh, I'm giving two lectures, one on this and one on the new world, uh, thriving in the new world. Um, and Are you talking from a health perspective? Well, no, it's self-empowerment. It's okay. to not worry about doctors, banks, to be actually successful and happy and living the life that you want uh, without caring what this what economy does. I mean, you can literally start living your dreams, and this isn't fluff. I'm doing it. A lot of people are doing it, and it, it's very basic. The truth, like I said here, in nature, if you just learn what the truth is and start following it, it's easy, it's simple, it doesn't cost a lot of money, so I just set people free. I have a, a friend who goes to the health show. Oh God, she's gone for like 15 years and she goes to see you all the time, she loves you. Great. So she's going again. Good. To, good. The, to the Thriving in the New World talk. Yeah. So yeah. when are the talks? I don't can... know. Okay. Uh, I think Saturday is one of them. And... Well, I have three on Saturday? Oh, three o'clock. Oh, 3, oh, 3 p.m. on Saturday, okay. And what's the other one? 2 p.m. on Sunday. Sunday. Right. Well, regardless, well, people anyway, can go there and they'll get all the info. Yeah, and we I, can go online. And I have a yeah. table there, you know, so you can buy this book and the DVD and what stuff. What table are you? Do you know? Uh, it's probably pretty close to the entrance. Okay. Um, and I, I'll be signing books and hugging wow. babies and, you know. Okay. Well, that's good. So people can just walk around, look for you, yeah. and look for the book. Right and, uh, and and he's 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 he stands out. Look yeah, like the guy yeah. who looks like the surfer. <laughs> and there was a big sign that says "Free Food and Medicine." You'll see. There you go. You there you it. go. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Marcus? And you're Canadian. I grew up just outside of Newmarket. Uh, yeah, back in the '70s. There you go. So it's uh, wow. not just a... Uh, He's a homeboy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I live in Vegas now. I, I follow the sun. Yeah, but, but you're still Canadian. I don't, I just belong to the world. Yeah, you know? yeah, go. <laughs> okay, Marcus, great to have you on. Thank and you. I hope I to see you at the, uh, at the show. Please, Because yeah. I want to come down this weekend. Yes. There's a lot going on down there. It and it, where's it? The convention center? Met Metro yeah. Convention Center. Yeah, so it's a great place Street. to go. It's an, yeah. And the price, of, the tickets are really, really reasonable. It's, it's a phenomenal event. You get lots of free stuff there, too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Marcus, where, uh, let's give out your website. In case people don't make it to the show, they got to uh, check you out online, right? All right, yeah. I mean, for this subject matter, it's freefoodandmedicine.com. Okay. Uh, and if you just want to basically improve your life overall, go to healanything.com. Okay. That's got everything. Healanything.com. All right. Awesome. Okay. Okay, Marcus. Oh, we got another video. So we're going to watch it now, and this is more uh, On of the your free stuff. food and medicine. Free yeah. food and medicine. And we're going to come back with, uh, I don't know, maybe Hunter. Hunter? Like lunch continues. If you walk outside your door right now and look at the plants around your house, 
Do you have any clue which plants are edible? After a lifetime of research and over three years of putting this together, I have created what I believe to be one of the most foundational books for living on planet Earth. Most human beings have lost touch with nature so much they have no clue anymore how to survive on their own. Did you know wild plants are some of the most powerful food and medicine you could ever have? Every living thing on Earth has a purpose, even the toxic plants. You just need to know which purpose they serve. In an emergency, you need to know this. If you want to seriously improve your health, you need to know this. If you have no more money for food or medicine, you need to know this. This is a book no household should be without. This isn't just about plants you might see in a forest somewhere. I'm talking about the begonias in your window, the grass in your yard, the tree on the corner, and the weeds coming through the cracks. Let's take common grass. Did you know you can make tea out of it? That's right. Grass tea is used as a diuretic for kidney stone prevention, urinary inflammation, incontinence, expelling worms, hemorrhoids, skin conditions like rash. It's also used for lung conditions like bronchitis, colds, fever, infections. The roots can be chewed as a licorice tasting food or made into a flower and are used for digestive and stomach issues. That's right, yeah, grass. It's insane what people don't know. This weed is one of the most nutritious, delicious greens there is. Even better than spinach. It was used a long time ago by farmers to fatten up their livestock. You probably have 10 different things growing within walking distance of your house right now that are great, healthy, non-caffeine coffee substitutes. Plants that help you quit smoking. Plants that help you lose your desire for alcohol and detox your body while they're at it. What plants are a good substitute for milk or beer or even root beer? What plants make a good perfume? Which ones are good repellents for ants, moths, and mosquitoes? What common weed makes an awesome shampoo and soap? Which plant makes a soap for delicate fabrics that normally can't be washed with harsh chemicals? What's a good plant for bed bugs? This is not just a book for recognizing wild and unknown plants. It's also a dictionary and a health reference guide to all those revolutionary healing herbs you've been hearing so much about and what they're used for. This plant, for example, boosts your sex life so much it's been outlawed in several states. You might not be able to buy it, but it might be growing right there in your neighborhood. Every drug that medicine uses out there was originally made from a plant. Plants can feed you, help heal your health conditions, you can make clothing with them, and you can build your home with them. They can power your electricity and fuel your car. Plants can even protect your home from break-ins. Find out which ones are good for that. It's all in this book. Which plant is good for arguing couples? This plant has wax to make candles with. Which plant has a bubblegum flavor? What plants are good thickeners for soups and food? What common household flowers are edible? It's time we put everything in one book. All the plants. Garden plants, wild plants, potted plants, trees, landscaping, everything. What nuts taste like cheddar cheese when steamed? What common worldwide plant is eaten in India where people have the lowest cancer rates? Sure, wheatgrass is great, but what about crabgrass? What about those amazing and powerful herbs you've heard so much about from South America? Did you know people are growing them in their homes all over the world? When I say edible plants, I mean all plants because you now have access to all of them everywhere. Geographic region doesn't matter anymore either because the world is becoming one. People are growing pineapples and goji berries in their own homes, even up north where it's cold. Did you know you can grow kiwis that can handle 30 below zero? I'm about to open up a whole new world for you of unlimited possibilities and put you in charge of having access to any free food and medicine you could ever want, including the most famous healing herbs in the world. I'm empowering you here. You're not just at the mercy of what's randomly growing near you. You now have the power to grow almost anything you want, any plant from anywhere in the world on your property, no matter where you live. It's your life. Start grabbing it by the reins and start doing what you want. That's what I'm here for is to 
show you how. Why did I include normal grocery store fruits and vegetables in this book? Because there's lots of wild carrots and grapes and asparagus and stuff growing out there and most people have no clue what a wild carrot even looks like if they saw one or mustard. If you saw this growing, would you eat it? You know what this is? It's celery. This on the other hand is poison hemlock. You gotta know the difference. Most people have no clue. We need to start from scratch. When I say edible plants, I mean all edible plants. What are peely nuts and jackfruit good for? Which super powerful plants are good for fighting sexual diseases? What plant will not burn and makes a great fire barrier around your home? I didn't just create this for you. I created it for me too. Why buy it when you can grow it for free and have an endless supply of free food and medicine for the rest of your life? This amazing power pack book covers over 1,000 plants found all over the world. It shows you which ones are edible, which ones are poisonous, what they're used for. Over two and a half thousand full color images. This is the ultimate plant and health reference guide. Just as important is the second part of the book, a complete in-depth cross-reference of every health condition you can imagine and what plants have been historically used for those conditions. What plant do you take for nervousness? What plant repairs DNA? What plants are good for anxiety, insomnia? Which ones are good probiotic food? What plants can you make your own soap and toothpaste and shampoo with? What are the best healthy low glycemic sugar substitutes other than stevia? Which ones increase nutrient absorption and athletic performance? How about the performance in the bedroom? Even if you don't want to pick your own plants, at least know what to look for when you go to the health store. This section alone is worth the whole book. Once you start looking at this thing, you're not going to be able to put it down. You'll be amazed at what's out there, growing right outside your door. There's nothing else like this out there. This is a book every person, every household should have. The Free Food and Medicine Worldwide Edible Plant Guide. Get it at freefoodandmedicine.com. Despite all Western propaganda said about the Syrian conflict, the real chaos is being orchestrated and funded from outside the country by US, NATO, Israel and puppet regimes like Saudi Arabia. A large number of the militants fighting the Syrian government are foreign nationals. Syria has been experiencing unrest since mid-March 2011. Many people, estimated up to 200,000, including large numbers of army and security personnel, have been killed in the violence, and over 1 million people have been displaced from their homes. Several international human rights organizations have accused foreign-sponsored militants of committing war crimes. Washington and its allies have consistently supported the various terrorist entities which are part of the opposition rebel forces French, British, Turkish and Qatari special forces are involved in the recruitment and training of FSA rebels, which are in large part mercenaries. The FSA is now targeting Russian citizens in Syria on the orders of Washington, leading to a potential breakdown in international diplomacy. Moscow considers these threats as akin to a declaration of war stating that the armed insurgents in Syria, supported by the West, have been emboldened to a point that they have stepped into an area where they are beyond the law. After a lengthy cat-and-mouse games of propaganda, psychological warfare, sanctions, financing terror organizations by the West, and a game of military chess against Syria, 
In response to the U.S.-allied missile deployment, Russia delivered advanced Iskander missiles to Syria, which are now fully operational. The Iskander is described as a surface-to-surface -surface missile system, that no missile defense system can trace or destroy. The superior Iskander can travel at hypersonic speed of over 1.3 miles per second, max 627, and has a range of over 280 miles with pinpoint accuracy of destroying targets with its 1,500-pound warhead, a nightmare for any missile defense system. Syria is also equipped with the modern Pechora 2M air defense system, which U.S. military sources admit would constitute a threat. The Pechora 2M is a sophisticated multiple-target system which can also be used against cruise missiles. The U.S. administration has decided to abandon the armed terrorist groups in Syria, who call themselves the Free Army, as the U.S. is set to start negotiations with Russia for solving the crisis, according to Geneva statement. In an article, published on Voltaire Network, the U.S. administration has clearly decided to turn the page on the so-called Free Army, reminding that the U.S. National Intelligence Council in Washington has sarcastically announced that the global jihad will soon disappear. The war on Syria has ended on the strategic level, and the Free Army has no chance to achieve their goals despite the Europeans' unceasing incitement against the Syrian leadership, indicating that the flow of funds and weapons to the gunman has dried up, and a lot of international support has stopped. He said that the U.S. administration will embark on a peace plan on Syria as soon as it gets ratified at the Senate. Syrian President Bashar al-Assad reportedly is planning to deliver a speech sometime in the next two days, to address the situation in the country. Assad is expected to express his views on ways, to resolve the Syrian crisis. The Syrian President will also discuss agreements reached in Geneva, where foreign ministers from the permanent members of the UN Security Council, Britain, China, France, Russia, and the United States and several other countries proposed establishing a transitional Syrian government comprised of both members of the Syrian establishment and opposition forces. Meanwhile, clashes continue between Syrian forces and militants fighting against the government in the countryside outside of Damascus, this will take a while until the militants' funding completely dries out, and a ceasefire can be agreed upon.
And we are on the back on the show here. Me, Hugh, Sandra here, and uh, Hunter Williamson is joining us here. And uh, Hunter, I know you do so much. You're a psychic, an astrologer, and a, a designer. And a bad temper. Everybody in Cabbage Town can attest to that. Because of the Leo something or other. Leo's, Leo, Leo ascended 20, I think it's 28 degrees on the Prussian sun. So it's, we'd be sitting around almost Virgo. So it'd be sitting probably around the 20th or, or 19th, he said, of August, if you were to look at it in detail. And Martha Stewart's the opposite as me. She's, a, she's double Leo with Capricorn ascendant. So her and I would have quite the disagreement. I'm well, sure. that's why she went to jail, and you are walking around. I haven't free. gone to jail yet. <laughs> and then we're still underwear. But wait, for if you ever do, it'll be. <laughs> okay, Sorry, I had to throw that in. I had to throw that in. I'm not even going to comment. No, friends of mine out there will be laughing their heads right now. I was just going to say, if you ever do go to jail, she'll be on her way out. You can wave. Oh, she's she'll be coming sweet, out. She's and you'll a be nice going person. In. She's a great teacher. Any woman that knows three thousand plants in their Latin name. I give her. I'd buy her a Starbucks. Well, wait a second. I think you would owe Marcus one too, then, because Marcus, I'm sure, has. Oh, he must. He should meet Martha. He probably knows. Yeah, Marcus and Martha. Wow, that would be an interesting combination, huh? He should meet a friend of mine. A friend of mine's another one that's brilliant. She owns a, a beauty supply company, Dana Panos. She is brilliant in regards to chemicals. You know, she'll tell you right away. Don't give this to the dog because we were talking about dogs earlier. Yeah. Give them a baby aspirin. It's exactly the same thing. Wow. She's the girl to ask. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll get her on the show sometime. <laughs> yeah, she's going to come on one day. I'm going to get her to call you. But let's talk about, before we get into the stuff that you're going to be doing uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, before we came on, you mentioned these are interesting times for everybody. Is that what you said? One of the things that's happened, as a fellow of your guests has also agreed with me upon, I'm sure, is the fact that we have my philosophy about astrology is that I look at it in very different ways. I don't count every second move of the moon. I get caught up in the whole story because I look at that with my readings. First of all, I will tell people right now, we're going to go through a world trouble about money again. It'll probably hit the, the, the proverbial fan by the end of August, beginning of September during Virgo again. Because Uranus is in Aries. Uranus in Aries is a beginning. It's the beginning of how things have to recycle themselves. And here we've got, you know, old man Saturn, which is its lower incarnation, sitting in Scorpio, fighting all of this, right? So you've got all the powers that be of post-World War, North America, and, you know, Eastern and Western Europe have gone through this huge transformation. That will not work. The financial structures that were put into place will not work the way they did. It doesn't mean that things are going to all collapse. Many people became very success during the successful during the Depression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are only two and a bit years into Uranus and Aries. It took four years from 1926 to 1929 for the economies to really go through the severity that they did, probably also somewhat provoked, so we won't get into a political discussion. Okay. But as you know, the president at the time tried to do everything he could to prop up the American economy, mm -hmm. and it went through his fingers. I believe it was President Coolidge. So we're in that sort of transformation. Okay. It happened in the 1840s. It happened in the 1770s. So is Obama going to be a fall guy too? Um, you know, let's be honest. I mean, human beings, we're carnivorous beings. I've gone on about this with you guys before. We are. We've got to get away from this nonsense that we're not. We are part, part, I've always believed that we have alien involvement and we are carnivorous beings, either Precambrian man or whatever you want to call it. We have eye teeth, we eat flesh. You're a vegetarian, that's fine, but we were formed where we're, the way we're formed. So what's going on is you've got the powers that be that cling and clutch, mm -hmm. right? And then there's those that are wanting to control that. So there's this whole philosophy behind attainment, get, have, etc. Okay. So all of that's being reviewed. It's about showing a review uh, of what's gone on, why, what's happening, and where we go from here. Okay. Uranus and Aries really is the age of Aquarius that everybody went on about when we were kids. We're in it now. Okay. This is the age of Aquarius. So what does this mean, Hunter? Yeah, I think it's very enlightening. I mean, since we hit the Chinese New Year, that beautiful new moon, 
which was also very turbulent which for a lot January. of people. January. January the 8th, 8th, 9th, 10th, it moved into by the 10th. Okay. It was very turbulent. I mean, for me, um, of course I told you my little boy was poisoned, my little dog was poisoned, but it actually awakened my life. My life started to expand itself. And it's exploding. It's, it's going like this. It's just completely opening. Wow. Other people are going through difficulty. Yes. I've had a lot of clients come to me, their sun sign Libra, that are in a very, very difficult station in regards to what do I do from here? Where do I go from here? Pisces are really confused because, of course, Neptune is home. And they're, they're, they're going through a, I don't know what I love, what I feel, what I need. They're looking for something on some level. You know what I'm saying? Cancers are actually going to be in a very strong station because you've got Jupiter's move. Virgos as well. Virgos have come to a light of day. Have they? The big thing is about passion and allowing it, right? (laughs) Really? Allowing vulnerability. You give me a funny look there, Hunter. Allowing Uh, vulnerability. (laughs) Allowing vulnerability. Yeah. What are you saying? Wow. We cannot. Would you like me to destroy the unit, creator? (laughs) I mean repair. Repair the unit. Repair the unit. So anyway, no, it's just, I think it's fascinating. I mean, you know, I've done this a long time. I've done it for, for 24 years. Meeting people and meeting famous people never advertised, didn't really want to advertise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it was a calling. I've always believed that doing readings for me was a past life issue. That it was a payback for something, definitely. And it was sort of a cognizant interaction. But now, you know, things have changed and now it's about a different level of expression. Because there was always the artistic and there was the readings. There was the artistic and the readings and they fought one another. Mm-hmm. You know, having been in the entertainment business and I've had a few creative careers. Um, but. You know, it's, it's a fascinating interaction with human beings. It's actually enabled me to grow, to be that intimate with people interactively. Well, I would have thought readings would be artistic, too. I wouldn't have thought that was mutually. Oh, they can be. Yeah. There are a couple of people that have come in that have murdered people and told me while they're sitting there. That was exciting. Wow. A little exciting. Well, I guess. That was you, many years ago. But you have to maintain confidentiality, too, right? Yes, there's a confidentiality act that most people don't adhere to. But you can actually be charged if you discuss people's private business. People don't know that. Wow. There is a confidentiality act. Um, you know, there's many different acts in regards to laws that are different from America to Canada to Britain. But I mean, I've had clients come in that have discussed things, and I said, you have to really watch what you do say because, you know, I'll talk about stories. I would never discuss the person. Um, most people don't know. Like if I'm talking about somebody having been a Leo going through this, it's in familiarity to the person sitting with me. Then they get the idea of what I'm speaking about. They'll never know who I mean. That person's not discussed. Okay. Okay. And yes, we have a Psychic Fair Wednesday. Yes. And where is the Psychic Fair? It is the, I, I'm, correct me, I'm sorry, I, I don't have the exact um, information about the address on Eglinton. It is between, it is near Redpath, um, east, of, uh, east of Young and Eglinton, on the north side. There'll be a sign outside. Starts at 4 o'clock till 8 o'clock. It is actually benefiting the community center. So it's a bit of a smaller affair, but it's really, really quite dynamic. It's, it's a lot of fun. There's a great fellow that's also going to be there as well who's, um, uh, does Indian astrology, so, astrology somewhat is that Hindu. Astrology I think or? so, I think okay. so. I'm not that familiar. Okay. He's phenomenal, okay. though. He'll just throw things at you that is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's going to be there, and there's a few other psychics, and there's a girl that's, I think she's a gypsy. There's some quite interesting characters and, and people that are really quite honed in on, on their abilities. And when is that happening? It is Wednesday, I believe it's the 10th, yes. okay. next Wednesday, starting at 4 o'clock, and it will go on until 8 o'clock or probably okay. a little bit after. Okay, okay. Yeah, Nancy Lyons is the the big head honcho of that community center. She's a dynamic gal. I wanted her to come today, but... Now, what are you going to be doing there? I'm going to be doing readings. I'm going to be doing mini readings. I'm going to be doing, you know, just for people to come to have fun, 15 minutes for... $15 for 10 minutes and... You know, just to have fun and support the community center, and so it's good PR for go myself. The, okay. I'm going to give them something I am. I, I, I have done. I didn't do it last year. It was too busy. 
with a design job, but the, this year I'm going to give them something to for the community center. Wow. Okay, so that's good. Now, is there a website or something for that? No. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there is for the community center. In my own um, sorrowful indignance, I did not bring that form with me this morning. Okay. I'm sorry, but it's very easy to find. It's on the north side of the, the I'm pretty sure it's the Eglinton, Central Eglinton Community Center yeah. on Eglinton Avenue between Redpath and... Um, and Young Street. So okay. yeah, so just a walk from the subway. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure people easy. can Google that. Oh, they Community can Google, Center, they can Google me. I'll put it on my blog later. Okay. I have my blog on the internet. I'll put it on okay. tonight. All right. Now you got something else coming up, uh, an antique show or something yes. like that? Yes. Well, the, the thing about that is really interesting. My late mother, who died almost 30 years ago, bless her, um, was involved with antiques back in the 60s and 70s. And of course, you're a kid, you think, what garbage. You know, I just didn't want anything to do with it. And of course, I've been involved with antiques and interiors now since about 1993 when I got back from school. And we're, you know, for the first year, I've decided I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it um, with the interior design, and which obviously Nicholas and I were on here the last time with Boswell, which did very well, that house. It's on my, my old website, soon to be new website this weekend, under HunterWilliamsonDesign.com. Um, but um, I'm going to do the Christie Show. And the Christie Antique Show is at the Christie Conservation Area. I believe it's off Highway 5 north of Dundas, north of Hamilton, Dundas. Okay. Um, it is going to be on Saturday, the 25th of May. Starts at, I think, at about 8 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, it's a fantastic, fantastic antique show. Um, you know, I'm going to do an incorporated sister act because I'm going with great friends of mine as well, Mike and Jocelyn, everybody, that sell at the St. Lawrence Market right by the stage. Mike is actually apparently in the running for Storage Wars Canada. I have wow. to give him that little plug. He's dynamic. Jocelyn's a riot. The girl will find you anything you need. If you need it, she'll find it. And um, we're going to be doing the, the our booth together. So we've got a 20 by 40, thanks to Sophia from the Christie Conservation Area. And we will be doing, um, I'm going to be doing more Hunter Williamson design. So I'm incorporating mid-century modern, antiques, Regency, Georgian, etc. They will be incorporating everything. They, they pick and find anything you're looking for. They'll find it. So what do you do? You t just tell them what you want? Uh, Mike, Mike, and, Mike and, and Jocelyn are amazing. If, you, if you'd say to Jocelyn, look, we need this and this and this, Jocelyn will go out of her way to pick around and look at She'll look everywhere for it. She'll find it. Wow. She will find it. She's a Resourceful. Cabbage too. <laughs> yeah, she's a great gal. What great sign gal. is she? Jocelyn's a Libra. And Mike's a fellow Capricorn. And does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Libras are pretty... Libras, for me in my life, always expand me. So the minute a Libra steps in, there's always something going on. Something's happening about, okay, where do I go from here to here? I can always tell the signs, the sun sign when I meet them, where my life goes. Ah, I meet Geminis, my life expands. Libras help me with career. Aquarians are very nurturing and loving. Um, I usually have a lot of competition and trouble with Tauruses and Scorpios. They and me are like this. I don't know why, but always. My one sister, no, but Well, you're most square. As a Leo, you'd be square to square, those people. Square, I think it's more bully temperamental. Okay, you know what? Okay, so is it important... I mean, it's a really good point when people come to your life and they represent different signs. But how about animals? Should we Same take thing. that into consideration too? I think that, I think it's very true. I mean, um, you know, I'll meet people. And I was joking with one of the gals in the park this morning in Cabbage Town, and I said, "Your dog is so much like a Taurus. That damn thing's so stubborn." She said he was born May the tenth. That's a Taurus sign, yeah. obviously. Well, and yeah, he's so. just there's just it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't believe it's true to everything because, you, of course, you have your time of birth and you have your ascendant, you know, your descendant, your you know, your moon. There's all these placements that make out the person. But I can usually, when I'm sitting with somebody, usually tell what their sun sign is. I can usually, wow. I get a gist of personality. People will laugh about astrology. Well, there's a tremendous amount of truth to astrology, whether we like it or not. You know, every religion in the world is affected by the moon's movement. That's why Passover and, 
you know, Eastern everything changes. And Chinese you know, it's, astrology. Yeah, Chinese too. astrology. Yeah. You know, the moon's energy on the earth, I mean, from the Latin, luna, lunatic. I mean, yeah. there's, you know, women's cycle, the oceans, yeah. the tides. There's, there's a definite pull, a gravitational pull that makes absolute sense in regards to energy. You walk your feet on a rug and touch metal. You see what I mean? And I've also believed, too, it's really fascinating. I, um, the first time I ever read the book Creative Visualization, I had come back from school in, in Los Angeles, and a friend gave it to me, another Gemini. And I thought it was a piece of garbage. I thought, I'm not reading that crap. I'm not interested in it. That's how stubborn I can be being a Capricorn. And then I thought, hmm, maybe I should read this. So I stayed up till 4 o'clock in the morning finishing it. It was Shakti Gawain's, one of her first major books. And the first thing I did was, is I meditated, and I had a major experience with meditation. And I was happy and high for about three weeks. And apparently that's just to do with me, with Mercury and Sag and my stations. My friend who's an astrologer said, he says, you're very open. You're very open to a lot, some you don't want, and some you're open to. And I manifested an antique that I thought, okay, I have this, I own it, I've got it for nothing. And two weeks later, I found it. Up Young Street, by accident, went into an antique store, was there for $100. And at the time, clients of mine were looking for, it was a, a blue and white Staffordshire umbrella holder. I had clients looking for one, and it was just the most bizarre thing. The fellow said that was supposed to have been sold. They stopped, they phoned and canceled their, that they wanted on the Friday, and I found it Saturday morning. So it was six degrees or less of separation. Wow. But I found something really fascinating that some of us use and some of us don't. I used to meditate when I would at times go into the electric beach, into the tanning bed, and it would actually manifest like this. And I've realized now that when I meditate in the bright sun, the manifestation comes into reality much quicker. Wow. So there's, a, there's something to do with the sun as well, with the solar energy and the rays of the sun with your meditation that aid it in regards to how quickly the manifestation now, actually promotes. Is that personal to you, Hunter? Because I don't know. Or, or I, I just know it works for me. Okay. Wow. Works for me. Very interesting. Hmm. Just don't stare at it. No, you don't want to lose your, your eyesight. <clears throat> do you have any questions? Well, Hunter, there's just uh, so much. What, what, uh, so people, okay, first of all, let's give people the information because uh, obviously we talked about April 10th. They can look it up on your blog, Hunter Williamson Design. Um, but you're looking to buy some antiques yeah, too, well, right? Yeah, well, one of the things that I am doing is I, um, my specialty really is um, antique holiday. Um, I've, I've been involved with that for many years. What does the, that mean? Well, antique holidays is ornaments that were linked to that time. So antique Christmas ornaments, especially the wire-wrapped ones, oh. feather trees. They used to, the Germans used to take feathers because the tree scarcity in Europe because of Christmas and cutting Christmas trees down was really at its worst in the 1860s and 1870s. So they started to adapt feathers from chickens, and they would actually dye the, 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 the feathers, and they would strip them, and then they would glue them in a circle, and they looked like a pine tree. And they would use bendable wire on a, a, a you know, a, a, a stick center, like a dowel center. And they actually look adorable. They really do. So I buy those and sell those. Um, Where would you find those? Oh, they're everywhere. There, there, were, there were so many of them. I even found one at the Goodwill store once. I walked in and found one and sold it for a, a blessed fortune at that time. Things are wow. not worth the amount they were sort of pre-2004. 2004 was sort of a, a very difficult time with the antiquity market. We have to look at the demographic of... Post-World War II, um, our parents making these things valuable because mm -hmm. it was part of their wartime 50s childhood. Mm -hmm. Then what happened was is they all started to disperse all of these things. So everybody that was over the age of 65 in the late 1990s, now they're probably 80, was dispersing. So the things like cranberry glass and flow blue and antique holiday and even antique toys took a massive hit. Mm -hmm. You also had a celebrity like Martha Stewart again who got into trouble. 
And one of the you know people have you know completely disagreed with me, but the the sad state of affairs was at the be the, the boom of the internet and technology. Martha was right top notch, and she would have every week on her show an antique, and she would explain it. She's one of the biggest teachers, being a Leo. She would teach about the antiquity or the collectible, and that all dissipated with her show. Her show dissipated when she became sadly in trouble. But now you got the Antique Roadshow, it seems to be going Yes, I, I, sadly, I'm sorry, but I like the American one better. Um, American Pickers, I got to meet Mike Wolf, and he's a wonderful guy. I met him in Clarence, and he's a Scorpio, but passionate as all can be, as you can see on TV. Um, he and Frank, I think, are fantastic. The Canadian guys, I don't really watch that often. Um, but I, I America, remember, was such a huge population mm -hmm. in the Victorian era. They have 500 to 1 of anything that we would have here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have to be honest about that. Mm -hmm. So I mean, these guys are finding, you know, from Indian motorcycles that are vintage to, you know, baseball cards. I mean, they, they, everything was, but, you know, supersized even in the 1850s in America. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing. Again, that's a dynamic um, teaching, teaching um, a mobile teaching element is that TV show as well as Storage Wars, all of these things really are about teaching and you're using that, that technology medium as, as the forefront for it. Okay, so a lot of stuff to look forward to here, Hunter. Um, so uh, May 25th, that's the antique thing uh, down in uh, between Hamilton and... Uh, Dundas. It's north of, yeah, north of Hamilton, um, the Christie Conservation Area. I'll be there from the night before. So where can people get more info? They can go on to my website under um, um, info at, or email me as well at info at hunterwilliamsondesign.com or under hunterwilliamsondesign.com. They can also go under the Christie Conservation Area's website. The gal that I believe is in charge of this is Sophia. Forgive, sorry, Sophia, I don't remember your last name. Um, dynamic gal. Um, they can also go down to the St. Lawrence Market on Sundays at the antique show. They have a sale there. They've had it there for many, many years. And at the antique show at the St. Lawrence Market, there's Jocelyn and Mike, and there's probably about 40 or 50 other great dealers down there as well that will speak to them and talk to them about the Christie Show and some of the major other shows in Ontario. Wow. Okay. Great. Well, Hunter, okay, before you go, though, just leave us with something. With the astrologer, omens and stuff like I'll that. I'll give you a financial crisis August, September. I think it's just going to be another belief with Europe. But I'll give you one thing right now. First of all, we're moving into eclipse season. So okay. the thing that we just have to all be cautious Forget about is... hurricane season. We'll yeah, move into eclipse, eclipse season. season. This one's going to be quite a doozy. So okay. the eclipse that will happen 25th of April. The, um, I believe it's a lunar. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, no, it's a solar. We have a lunar then, of course, this is the Taurus-Scorpio seasons. And then the last one in Sagittarius, where Jupiter is also stationed in Gemini, is the 24th of May. So all you Geminis and Sagittarians that have had Jupiter in your you know, detrimental house of, of uh, Gemini will now be able to move forward. Sagittarians are not very happy people this last year because they've had to look at things with eyes wide open. <coughs> Haven't had a Sagittarius in yet that doesn't want to separate. Kind of odd. <laughs> what about Sag Ascendant? I thought you said yours was Capricorn. I say it's Sag. I, I thought you Capricorn. said it was Capricorn. I think it's Capricorn. Maybe Cuspy. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Your cuspy. face is very Capricorn. Okay. I don't All know right. what that means. I'm disappointed. I wanted to be Sagittarius. Well, that'd be an excuse not to get married. Sagittarius are more fun. I like Sagges. My mother's a Sag, my birth mother. Um, Capricorn. Two of my are... close friends are in Cabbage Town. Marie, who's out there watching from Ireland. I'm She's on, on Spruce Street, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, on Sumac Street in Cabbage Town. Um, yeah, Sagittarians, I think, are a lot of fun. I have a little bit of Sag in me because I'm the 22nd of December. I have quite but the temper. Capricorns are 
grounded, right? They're I think serious. they can be. It depends on the degree, though. Practical. Yeah, you meet people like Dolly Parton, who really, to me, is more like an Aquarius. I mean, she's and on the she's last day of Capricorn. Last day of Capricorn. I mean, sign is so complex because you have so many degrees. I mean, to me, there's it was an old philosophy that Robin Armstrong, another famous astrologer in Toronto, talked about years ago. He said the true sign of most people is the person born the first day of the month, right in the center. So January first, Capricorns, you will get nowhere fast when it comes to money. So you meet somebody that's. You know, February the 1st, they are an Aquarian. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have so many degrees within their whole astrology breakdown. But usually when you do meet somebody that's that first day, their personality traits pretty much, you know, are based upon the sun sign that they're born under. And then everybody else is a mix. Is that what well, we're saying? all a mix. We're all a mix. I mean, I've, the only person I've ever met in my life, honest to God, was I met a woman, and she had six houses in Scorpio. So what does that mean? A lot of sex and death. Yeah. A lot of sex and death. Don't ever per, per, um, annoy her. She'll sting. Oh, my God. Talking about the most vindictive person after three glasses of wine you've ever met. Wow. Let's get her on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's great, Hunter. Thank well, you Well, thanks, guys. Thank thanks okay. so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. darling. Thank you. HunterWilliamsonDesign.com, the new website. And uh, we are going to take a little break and come back with... A reptilian shape shifting astrologer and alchemist. In fact, we may be master energy healer. We're going to shape shift and be them, and then they're going to be us. Yes. So they're going to be sitting in this chair, and we'll be sitting so over there. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Nancy Leader on the Zeta Report. These animations are based upon the Zeta Talk description of the scripted drama that will occur during the hour of the pole shift. As the South Pole, gripped by the passing North Pole of Planet X, moves north, the crust is torn from the core and freed in this way, allowing pre-existing stress points to relax. Zeta Talk. Thus, Europe and Africa move further east, allowing the Atlantic to rip apart during the slide northward. Zeta Talk. The immediate effect of the massive plate housing Europe, Russia, and the Near East to move is felt most strongly in India, as the Himalayas are driven over India at this point effectively submerging this country in a wink. Zeta Talk. The effect of the Indo-Australia plate taking a dive under the Himalayas is to relieve tension along the African Rift, such that this tears promptly, but in shuddering steps with halting adjustments and pauses between shutters. In essence, the movement eastward of the African continent is a momentum creating this tear. Zeta talk. During the tearing of the Atlantic Ocean floor and the dragging north of the North American continent, an already existing tear in the St. Lawrence Seaway tears further. Essentially, the weak link in this landmass held at so many points to the further side of the Atlantic Ocean. 
Canada moves north while the rest of the Americas cling to the Atlantic Rift while it separates. Zeta Talk. The movement of the massive plate housing Europe, Russia, and Asia to the east is also expected to rip this plate along the Himalayas, creating an inland bay into the Russian lands just to what is now north of the Himalayas. This follows in jerks and tears over the hour of the shift, along with the tearing of the African Rift. Zeta Top. When the ocean off the bulge of Brazil has reached the position of the current North Pole, crust slippage stops, creating yet another drama. The major northern hemisphere plates stop, and whatever follows crashes into them. In the case of the Americas, this causes Central America and the Caribbean to crumble. Zeta Talk. In the case of Africa, already sliding eastward, the force is further movement eastward, as subduction of the Indo-Australia plate has already begun, the weaker link already established and momentum in process. Zeta Talk. The pileup is in what was the former northern hemisphere, and the compression of the Pacific is creating resistance as plates are subducted under the Americas, and then Japan explodes and Indonesia crumbles. This frees the plates south of the tips of South America and Africa of stress. As the Pacific adjusts, reluctantly, pressure toward Antarctica, the one place on the globe not experiencing plate pressure, allows new land to pop up between the tips of South America and Africa. Zeta Talk. Until next time on the Zeta Report. This is Nancy Lee. Welcome back to the show. Liquid Lunch is here, and Sandra has wow. something to say. Sandra. Hot off the press. What? Bill Gates is vegan. Well, he has to be because, <laughs> you know, he's trying to kill uh, billions of people with the Agenda 21 and the vaccines. So he has to, you know, keep himself healthy. You know what? Well, hey, Bill Clinton, Bill Gates, all these so-called reptilians are now going vegan. What does that say? Well, uh, speaking of reptilians, this I is know, the part. A great segue? This is part of the show that we've been waiting for. We have uh, Joe Ego joining us, a reptilian shapeshifter, yes. right? Yeah. Joe, welcome. You uh, don't seem like a reptilian to me. Well, sometimes that's what happens. Well, listen, we're gonna get. Okay, okay, I just want. I just want to say we also have uh, Carmen Deluccio here Hello, joining Carmen. us. Hello. Carmen. Great to meet you and have you on the show as well. Thank you. And you're it's an astrologer and uh, an alchemist. Yes. And Joe, you're a, a master energy healer and a reptilian shapeshifter. This is fabulous. We've been waiting a long time for this, guys. So let's get into it. Where do we start, Joe? Okay, so first of all, how can you say that you're a reptilian? Well, this is the thing. I mean, if we were to look at your, um, your body, right? Mm -hmm. And we look at the water that's in the body. Yeah. Water is just going from one container to the next. Right. So in previous lifetimes, we would have existed as such. And then we keep coming back into different containers with that information more upgraded. 
So there would have been some lives where I was full-blown reptilian, and then other lives where I was a hybrid. Mm -hmm. But I, I've encompassed lives from so many different places on this world and other worlds. Okay, so, and then, uh, but you were born here on planet Earth just like the rest of us? That's right, that's right. But, uh, so Wait, how did... Go ahead. Well, I, I just, so how did you uh, discover or realize that you had this, because um, a lot of people, if there is reincarnation, they don't remember their previous incarnations, right? Yes. So how did yes. that happen? I'd say three years ago, my whole life changed in front of my, my eyes. Like what happened? I started seeing things on other dimensions that I was like trying to figure out what was that stuff that I started seeing. And um, it happened a month after the BP oil spill. I was just going to say, did something trigger that? Was it the BP oil pill spill that triggered that well, what, for you? What triggered it was uh, a year before that I learned Reiki. And okay. before I learned Reiki, I, I met a psychic lady, because I was against seeing psychics my whole life. Okay, and so finally, you were a normal, considered a normal conformist type person. That's right, that's okay. right. Very scientific, you know, the way that most people are brought up in, okay. in society. And uh, I saw the psychic lady and she told me a lot of things. And one of the things she told me to pay attention to was astrology. And through astrology, and, and then she introduced me to Reiki, Reiki opened me up to a whole different game. Because mm -hmm. since okay. I started practicing meditation, and this is something I never used to do as a child, all these spiritual people tell me you should meditate. I just didn't see a point of it. I said, ah, that's only for old people. I could jump around and flip, and that's what I do. I'm a professional stunt performer in film, and I have a viral YouTube video going around called The Matrix for Real. Where wow! I can, where I can defy gravity. The and, Matrix for Real. That's right. That's right. So um, she told me, after uh, a year after that happened to me, I learned Reiki. She says, you're going to start seeing spirits soon. You better know how to protect yourself. And, um, and shortly after she told me this, I told my friends, this is the story I've been telling everyone. I said, on it was May 26th, the full moon, I said, we need to be at the Scarborough Bluffs. There's something's going to happen. I can feel it. And we're, we're camping there, and we're having a fire, and the fire's communicating with us. And at 2 in the morning, I'm by myself by the water, and my friends are far away. And I can feel something was going to happen. And then suddenly, the sky starts rumbling like a loud thunder. And I'm looking at the sky, waiting for something up here. And it keeps getting louder and louder. And all of a sudden, all the animals around me started to react to it. And they covered the whole sky. And I'm like, the animals can sense it. Suddenly, above the lake, from every corner of the sky, all these dark shadows appeared. And they looked like serpents. And they covered the whole sky in darkness. And I'm looking at this going, this is something out of the Bible, Revelations. This is what happened during Atlantis. And this is a result of that BP oil spill that happened just a month before this were more than just oil that came out of the earth, lower beings. And as a collective, we attracted it here. Okay. I'm not going to give one ounce of fear to this. And I started praying and protect myself. And behind me, there was a, a presence of all these light warrior spirits. And this darkness goes from the sky to the lake, moves towards me. And when it gets close range to where I'm standing, there are all these serpent dragon spirits. And they covered the whole area in darkness, and they went into the ground. And at this point, I felt like we were being invaded. I yelled back at the top of my lungs at the rumbling sound. I yelled back, bring it on! Right away when I yelled that, I got these messages saying, there's a reason why you're seeing this. You know what's happening. You're going to tell a lot of people. Your mission is to be a light that lights 100,000 lights. So after that faded away, I ran back to my friends. They didn't see or hear anything, but they saw the animals. And I told them, I saw something on another dimension. Be ready. A month after that, there was an earthquake that happened in Toronto. There's been a G20 event. Mm -hmm. That was just mm -hmm. before the G20 event. That's right. And the uh, same thing happened when the Pope quit. After he quit, lightning hit, earthquake. And then there was a sequence of tornadoes. And I've been talking to a lot of psychics after that because I was like, I need to figure this out. How come I saw this? My friends didn't see this. What is going on here? And a lot of these psychics would tell me different things. Um, I, I, I just want to fast forward a little bit, but okay. 
that year, I saw the Dalai Lama in Toronto. He came, uh, it was uh, the full moon, October 22nd. And when he was in Toronto and I saw him, I saw these huge light beings around him. And there was these beings telling me, they're, they're basically saying, we're looking for the new future leaders to pass a torch down, to empower the world for the golden age. That night, I saw a psychic woman, because I went to a house, and the psychic lady travels, and she comes to town every so often. And the moment I saw her, she goes, what are you doing over here? You belong in the 14th dimension. And she's, we started talking afterwards, and she's telling me I was a third Dalai Lama figure, and I was a monk, and, and different things. And then, I, and then from there, I met other psychics, too, that also told me things about my past lives. One of them said, you were around since ancient Lemuria and Atlantis, and you took on some lives as a reptilian. And that, when I started paying attention to that, that's when I started to realize there's something going on here. This is the reason why I, I, I always felt this as a child. And uh, the moment I paid attention to it, it started activating things in my DNA that started coming out. And that's why I reason I believe a lot of people have this junk DNA. It's just not activated yet. And when you start paying attention to it, and you activate it through uh, different forms of like um, you know energy training. You start to become your true self. And I believe a lot of people are starting to realize that now in the golden age of Aquarius. <laughs> lots to, uh, lots to uh, get into a little bit later. I just, I just want to uh, uh, ask Carmen, because uh, you guys work together, yes. right? And Carmen, you're an astrologer and an alchemist. Are you a reptilian as well? No, can I elaborate? I'm going to take it further what he said. Okay, sure. okay, so when people become more, Joe was, in his most recent lifetime, he was a reptilian Nazi soldier. Sorry. So the more you become the person, one of the purpose, I'm also an alchemist, and the whole purpose of our humanistic alchemy, I'm a humanistic alchemist, is that we want to embody more of our soul because we only have, well, there's a big division between our higher self and our physical body. And mm -hmm. part of the whole process, this 2012 period that we're in, is to embody more of our soul. The more one embodies more of their soul, the more they embody more of their past life experiences. So that's why Joe in this lifetime, sometimes like we'll be, I'll be with him and we'll, ha we'll have these shamanic journeys and I'll see him tap more into his past life as a reptilian. And same with me, I tap some into my, sometimes I shape shift into some of my past lives too. So. That's just want to elaborate and to tie an astrology into that. Joe's a Pisces with Aries rising. I'm a Taurus with Leo rising. So Tauruses are more thorough. So I'm giving you a thorough explanation mm -hmm. of what he said. He's giving you the Pisces, big imagination, very direct. Aries, anxious. I got to tell you all my stories. Kind of. So that's kind jump, of like where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why kind of like we're kind of a good team and kind of balance each other out like that. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So okay. So now. So you witnessed all these uh, negative uh, energies coming into Toronto. That's right. Right? That's and, right. And so where are we at today? Uh, we had the earthquake. We had the G20. Things don't seem so bad out there now. But what are we... And what the heck are they doing here? What are we We're dealing good people. with here? What's that all about? Toronto is a world leader. And we're an example for the world. And there's a lot of energies here in Toronto. If anything's going to happen in this world where there's mass extraterrestrial disclosure, it's going to be here. You think so? Yes, Over Washington. I, I feel because, you know, in Canada, we seem to encompass many cultures. And we we're also the gateway to the world. Yes. We're also positioned on a very powerful ley line. There's a big power grid in the lake itself. Out of all of Canada, Ontario has the most uh, UFO sightings. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. I said I would have thought of it out west. No, there's actually the an eight UFO base underneath Lake Ontario. And there's like a little mini. A Bermuda Triangle. There is. Toronto, Toronto Island, too, is a, is a potent spot as well. Yeah. 
I think there's a ley line on there. I'm not sure. And yeah, I also have the word on the street. That's right. <laughs> I also have a piece of metal from a starship. I'll talk about. Whoa. Okay. Can we zoom in and see that? Uh, we'll try to just maybe put on the table there if you could, Joe, and uh, and we'll zoom in it. But while we're we're getting ready for that, um, you. Um, so uh, are we okay here in Toronto, though? Because, yes. Uh, uh, tell us, uh, you know, why we're okay here in Toronto. Well, Toronto is, I believe, is a great place because we're not close to the coastline. We're high elevation, mm -hmm. and uh, we're surrounded by nature. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can do here in Toronto that a lot of parts of Canada always uh, try to question. So I feel like, like it's what? it's just they, they look at us almost like a um, a bridge to like the states or even like an international city. That's why I feel that's why healers well, like John of God came here mm -hmm. because uh, because he was called because this place is where it needs it the most. We, so Canada needs the healing the most? Is that well, what you're saying? Well, I feel saying? like uh, in Toronto, and, and talking about Toronto okay. in astrology. Yeah. Toronto's a Capricorn. That's right. right? Toronto's so a Capricorn? Toronto's Capricorn as of 98. Isn't that interesting? Um, okay. So that's why, like, one thing about the shadow of Capricorn is that people are like, work, work, work. They don't have time for anything. They're always trying to climb up the social and ladder. that's what Toronto is. Everybody Toronto comes is. here to work, right? Yeah, everyone comes here yeah. to work, right? Yeah. But at the same time, the good thing of it is people that come out of Toronto always strive. People in Toronto, Capricorn is all about striving to be the best that you can be, whatever you're doing, whatever career, whatever. So a lot of people that come out of Toronto, a lot of the, the world's leaders, or even in entertainment, look at the top two entertainers, Drake and Justin Bieber. They, they come out of the DTA, right? Or mm -hmm. Drake does, anyways. And and ever since '98, since they amalgamated Toronto, it was that was under Capricorn. So mm -hmm. that's why ever since then, there's been a shift. There's like a more of a Toronto's become more of a focal point. Mm -hmm. And even the Illuminati, the powers that be, like they they're aware of this. That's why we have the Sky Dome and the Rogers Center and the CN Tower, the major phallic symbols. Mm -hmm. That's the focal point of Toronto. So there's this. There are the symbols for the Illuminati. Well, they always use phallic symbols as. Yeah, like the yeah. Washington Monument, like the, yeah, exactly. But we have Cleopatra's <laughs> needle, like all that stuff. But right? the CN Tower is the, the penis, and the Rogers Center is the vagina, right? So it's. I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew that. I yeah. can't believe you didn't know that, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> so the Illuminati, they, the people, they know this, right? There's a lot of like major players here. There's a lot of good and dark happening here, and. and uh, Toronto, you know, I, I just look at it as the gateway to the world because it's the most multicultural city in the world. If, if an alien wanted to check out Earth and just like quick, they can just come to Toronto and see all the cultures. Well, <laughs> but I they're all working too I hard. I think they're here. I saw some, you know, you some, sometimes you see them in bars on the Danforth. <laughs> um, uh, okay, can we, oh, can we can we protect ourselves from some of these negative energies? Or maybe absolutely. did you that night, Joe? Did you? Absolutely. I think it's very important to protect yourself. That's why a lot of people are getting sick with things they don't even realize, because their aura field is completely wide open. And when your aura field is wide open, these entities can get inside you, and then they'll, they can grow into things like tumors, or they can even start controlling your thoughts. It's an energetic parasite. That's really what's happened. And because of, uh, we look at like the foods that people eat, mm -hmm. the drugs people take, just the way they try to lower the vibration in cities on purpose, it's easy for these things to get in there. Now, who's they? small group of uh, people on the planet, 13 families to be exact, and they have different genetics from the rest of us. They so we do? are talking about the Illuminati then. That's the 13 families that so many speak about, right? right? What do you that's mean right. they have Rothschilds. different... Rothschilds. Don't that's mention right. any names, okay. Sandra. Oops. 
<laughs> They're fine people. Yeah. Well, can I, just, can, well, I add to that? People. can I add to that? To go even deeper, there's people that believe that there's also ultra-terrestrial or extraterrestrial entities that work through these people, which That's some right. people call them the felines or the Anunnaki. Um, so, you know, and, and sometimes a lot of people in the spiritual community, people who are channelers and psychics, sometimes they're channeling the, the, the negative entities. And sometimes so there's a lot of deception within the New Age community that we need so, to be aware of. So the Anunnaki are negative, but aren't there positive Anunnaki's as well? No, there's positive ETs and, and, and entities, okay. right? But there's also a lot of negative ones, and the negative ones mm -hmm. are really going out of their way. Like, they, they have an agenda to, to push the future of our planet in a certain direction. Where um, do they want to push it? Well, there's, they, they got, they're, they're doing lots of things. A, they're controlling the politicians, they're controlling the, the spiritual leaders, they're, like the Pope, they're controlling lots of things from different areas, but then they're also infiltrated the New Age community. There's a lot of black magicians who carry the Luciferian archetype. Um, there's a lot of deception within the New Age community. If you so go how the, do we watch for that? How do, you just got to protect yourself, and you got to, you got to, the thing is, there's a lot of delusion, like, what's really important for the New Age? Like, is it really important? Like, even talking about ETs, I had an amazing extraterrestrial contact experience, and I believe in ETs, but is that important? No. What's important is we came here for an alchemical experience. We didn't come here for ETs to come pick us up and take us off into space. We came here to develop our soul. We came here to perfect our soul, and we came here to develop the evolution of the planet. So that's what's important, and a lot of people in the New Age community are trying to veer people away from that and say, hey guys, look at this, look at this, look at this, all, all this fancy New Age, wow, wow, like crazy stuff, and it's turning people away from their true purpose. And even within like, you know, psychedelic festivals and parties, like all that stuff is great, and I think it's a good tool to expand your mind, but even within those communities, there's a lot of deception and people getting, they're not evolving the way they need to evolve because they're being blocked by uh, escapism, mm -hmm. a lot of escapism going on within the New Age community. All right, because you, you know you look around, and I mean sometimes you know you know I'm aware of a lot of this stuff, and uh, you know you, you look and see what's happening with the economy and with what the bankers are doing or what the government is doing, and you get you can get kind of discouraged, right? And you see you see people on the streets that are in trouble, whether they're you know they're homeless or they're mentally uh, unhealthy or whatever, right? We see a lot of bad stuff. And trying to maintain optimism and, uh, and a healthy attitude, I mean, what do you guys say how to do that? Like, do you have any suggestions or, or, or comments? I think the most important thing is to get informed. I think the only thing that's lacking in this world is information, is consciousness. And we're coming out of the dark ages, and now with the internet, and people, like, nobody, ignorance is no longer an excuse now. Enough people can learn how to read and write and use the internet, they can start to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite movies out there, exposes a lot, is Thrive. And it shows why aren't we thriving in this world? What's preventing us? Mm -hmm. Enough people out there demand free energy device, we get that. Then we don't need money. It's we coming, can. too. By the way, the free energy cat is out of the bag. That's it's right. It's going to hit this year. It's coming this That's year? Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, we should talk to Hunter year. about that. Hunter could have told us about that. Well, I don't know if he knows about that. And but. it cures for all the diseases. Everything. We can live in a world like Star Trek. Much better than what we have now. And when people understand, they start to question, how come the ancient civilizations like Atlantis, how come they were so much better? What mm -hmm. did they do? Yes. What did oh, they well, know? This is what happened. This is the fall. You know, the people who are living in North America and, and Europe, it's similar to what happened in Atlantis. Well, you know, and sometimes I wonder if it's ever possible uh, to um, achieve that kind of civilization here on the reality plane 
We're going back to that. With with without it always inevitably falling. Because it right. always takes one mm. bad apple to spoil the whole bunch. Right? Everybody can be happy, but one madman with a nuclear bomb can spoil your whole day. Right? Or um you know, or, or the whole myth of the Tower of Babel, right? That on this plane, I'm just wondering, maybe we never get a chance to really perfect our mojo somehow as a collective civilization because it's not about that somehow. I don't know. I think it's... It, sorry, it's, it's tying this back into alchemy. It's all alchemy. It's an alchemical process. And Joe's going around with this crystal blasting people and... That's alchemy. He's performing alchemy, and, and I perform alchemy. I consult with people. What, I do. what is alchemy? To alchemy you? is transmuting mean? the. It's it's metaphor transmuting lead into gold. So we're like lead. We're the like you're saying about you know you walk around the streets of Toronto, you see all these depressed people. They're like lead, and we need to transmute into gold. We need to. I can go really deep into this. I'm actually writing a book about this right now, and I can get into a cosmological view. But we're, you know, generally is. We need to be in alignment with our with the universe, and we need when, when we're living from the heart. That's you know step one is getting informed, but step two is okay. Well, how do we you know all this bad stuff is happening? Yeah, great. We can tune into Alex Jones and all these people, but what's how, what's the solution? That's the problem. What's the solution? It's living from the heart, coming from a place of love, being in alignment with the I like to call it the solar consciousness, embodying the soul. That's the alchemical process, but we have to first come from the heart first and. And the more we live in our heart, the more we channel our heart, the more things come up that we need to transmute. So you start living in your heart, something might come up. You might need to clear up a relationship with somebody, uh, your family, your mother, like things like that. And, and that's part of the alchemical process. And, and we're, it's kind of like Bashar. I don't know if you know about Bashar. I don't totally subscribe to Bashar, but he says some really good things. And he says that, you know, we're, it's called the slingshot effect. It's when the, the society gets so bad that we're like, holy shit. And, and then we slingshot into a, a new positive reality, yeah. right? And that's okay, you can say that word on, on air. That's okay. okay. And that's just happening to a lot of people. And uh, like you had uh, Marcus Rothkrantz here. Yeah. Yeah. And I do similar work that he does. And I call myself a nutritional alchemist. And the whole raw food diet is, is one example. Is people eat this really bad domesticated conventional industrial diet. And then they go on a raw food organic diet and they transmute their body, right? And so that's like a, from a nutritional perspective. And there's so many different applications of alchemy, like Joe with his crystal and astrology and nutrition. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's important, though, it's important when you do become informed to not buy into that fear. That's right. Because there's a, a low ton vibration. of that out there. And Alex Jones, to me, is just a huge promoter of fear. He's an icebreaker. He's an icebreaker for but a lot of people. But you have to be, you know, and, but he yeah. also has lots of ads in between his interviews. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm an advocate of, you know, this kind of dry food to store in that time that you need it. You know, hey, you know what? We have to surpass because he's, he's, he's an icebreaker for people who already exist within the fear-based consciousness. Yes. So he has to address them from a fear-based consciousness perspective. But then there comes a point where if one wants to evolve even further, they need to release from the fear-based, the Alex right. Jones consciousness right. and, and right. okay problem he's the problem guy look guys this is the problem yeah. what's the solution well he's almost creating the solution too it's almost like he's a full circus like here's the problem but hey I can you tell know his you solution the solution is, his solution is let's go back to 1776 let's bring back the constitution and that's going backwards we need to look at everything we need to embrace a holistic viewpoint of the world we need to bring back we need to integrate the feminine because we've been too masculine we've been in a patriarchal society that's the solution. We need to integrate our connection with the universe, our connection with the spiritual realms. That's the solution. That's we need to be, we're becoming citizens of the universe. We need to get in touch with our feminine side, Hugh. 
Don't worry, I'm <laughs> I am already. <laughs> See how he talks? Notice how he talks more soft when he says that. We're not talking about that feminine side. But it, it has to do with love and healing, because that's the vibration yes. of 2013. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you very much. 2013 is the year of the crystal. If you add up numbers in 2013, it's number six. And ah. when you look at natural crystals, they have six sides. Snowflakes have six oh. sides. Honeycombs have six sides. So it's a higher frequency. So okay. people, when they start to, the greatest health will make you feel happier mm -hmm. and will create a lot of joy, which will clear a lot of negative energy. And mm -hmm. when you feel that in your body, it's easier to go from your head into your heart. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have forgotten how to live like a child from within. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way we can enter these higher dimensional states of consciousness is to move back into the heart because the heart's unified. The heart is the midpoint between heaven and earth, right? right. Where, when we're in our heart, we're actually channeling our soul and we're actually, the heart is, is the heart is the modem to our sun, which is the server to the universe, which is the internet. So the heart, the heart chakra is the middle chakra of all the chakras, and the upper chakras are the universal, the chakras of the heavens, and the lower chakras are the chakras of earth. And we've been very earthbound, and when we're very earthbound, it's male dominant. Like we're excessively male on earth, but the male dominant within us it, um, resonates with the female externally because the earth is feminine mm -hmm. and the feminine within us which is the higher chakras the intuitive side the right brain uh, match correlates with the masculine externally which is the heavenly father it's the heavens it's the interdimensional. So that's it's, the balance that's the balance and that's that's the whole point we're trying to find that balance operate become whole brains mm -hmm. because everyone's very the society is very left brained and mm -hmm. like you see like some people are very left brained but a lot of the new age indigo children are very right brained yeah. and they're here to balance up society but what we're headed towards is is unity and, and integration with both. And so I think you guys are like indigos. Would you agree with that? Yeah, we're born in, we're born, the first wave of indigos was in the early 80s. And okay. as I don't call, I don't like to label indigo children. I'm an astrologer and that's when Neptune was aligned with the galactic center. Okay. Um, so when Neptune, so those, that's the Neptune conjunct the galactic center generation. But not everybody born in that time carries that energy. I happen to have my planets, my sun and my rising sign aspect Neptune in the galactic center. So I'm a conduit of that energy. Same with Joe. He's got Neptune there too and it, it trines his rising sign, right? So, and you have your, you're, you're on the cusp of uh, Sagittarius Capricorn as, as you guys were talking about, right? My ascendant. Your ascendant. So, yeah. so your ascendant is aligned with the galactic center. So that's why what you're doing, you're doing media, you're talking about these kinds of things. You're talking about, because the galactic center is a symbol for consciousness beyond our earthbound uh, perspective. Right, and, okay. and people like Oprah has aspects. With the, I think Oprah's a galactic center rising too, something like that. So that's why she's bringing all these new age things into the major media. Okay, while we're yeah. talking about astrology, <laughs> uh, let's talk, because okay, we talked a little bit with Hunter uh, before you, just before you guys came on. Uh, and Carmen, what, from your point of view as an astrologer, uh -huh. what's going on right now? Okay, and so in 2013, how does that you know resonate with the the crystal, the year of the crystal? The, the main thing going on right now. This is the main over. This is the main thing that I want to address. Is there's currently a, a year in it. I'm a little bit different than Hunter. Hunter's more of like a traditional style astrologer, more of a new age astrologer. Yeah. Um, in in the 60s, when we had that 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 huge wave, when people started waking up, Woodstock and yeah. all that stuff. That was the beginning of the current Uranus-Pluto cycle. Every two planets form a cycle, mm -hmm. right? So that was the beginning of the Uranus-Pluto conjunction. So that's when okay. we had this big wave of awakening, okay. right? Now, every 40 years, it's the next major piece of that cycle. It's kind of like the moon cycle. So the 60s was like the new moon of that cycle. Yep. Now we're in the first quarter moon of that cycle. 
And this just started like last year, and it's for the next two and a half years. So whatever was implemented in the 60s is now resurfacing now, but now we're perfecting. In the 60s, we were just planting seeds. You know, they say the new moon is the time to plant seeds? We are planting seeds. Now, this is called the crisis in action period. So now the seeds that were planted then, we're perfecting, like we're, 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 we're refining. And then in 40 years from now, we're going to be in the full moon part of it, which is the climax. So from now until the next 40 years, like between now and the next 40 years, that's when we're going to really see the big changes that are going to happen. Right now, this is the action time. Uranus and Aries rules revolution, and Pluto and Capricorn rules uh, transformation in social structures, like governments, religious structures. So this is the period where the revolution needs to happen. The, the people like inter, like Facebook, uh, people sharing information, and then so we're implementing all these things now. And then in 40 years from now, we're going to probably be in this utopian society that we've been dreaming about. And it's by no coincidence that the Uranus-Pluto square that we're in right now is like right on December 21st, 2012. It's, that happened to be right in that point. It's, it's very significant. So do you think there, we're going to have a major breakout of, of well, stuff? Like 60s style? Well, it is, but the thing is now is we're more grounded. Like in the 60s, it was just flower children and all this yeah. crazy stuff. And now we're becoming more grounded. Like we're integrating... Uh, we also have a lot of like the indigo kids and those kinds of things who are helping to ground the energy. Ground the energy, well. yeah, and, and we're more, like we can just, we can, we can implement it in the world better because now we have the internet, now we're creating our own social structure yeah. now, but then we were still operating within the social, the framework of the powers that be, of the governments that, that were there. Right. So, and now, now we have to reinvent it because those, those systems are crumbling. That's yeah, right. totally. And ADHD is a gift. It means attention dialed to higher dimensions. So the kids come in with attention a higher... Attention dot? Dialed. dialed. Oh. They come in with a higher uh, DNA activation and they, they know things. And that's yes. why school's too yes. boring for them. Yes, yeah. yes. Can we talk a little bit about, Joe, about your um, connection to the Pleiades and Sirius and all of that stuff? That's right. So you want to little, talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. And I believe there's um, a term that a lot of people are familiar with. It's called starseed. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing that's happening in our world right now. Is a lot of starseeds from different star systems came here to, to bring in a lot of light. And uh, our mission is when we first get here, we got to re-remember who we are. What, where we came from, what our mission is, and how to be heart-centered in the time that we're here. Because a lot of starseeds come here, they don't even sprout. So starseed versus a non-starseed. What's a non-starseed? I'd say people who are just like, um, who are just souls that just never incarnated on another planet. So they incarnated, they're human, there's a, they're human starseed then. Is that what you would say they human are? Human souls. They initiated their incarnation in human souls, okay. and some of us our older souls, like we start our incarnation in another star system. Do you guys know where you're from? Yes. Can we talk yes, about I'm that? Com- I'm from uh, Sirius B. Okay. And then I lived there, and then I came down to the Pleiades. Okay. And then I lived there too, and before I came to Earth during ancient Lemuria and Atlantis. Okay. And if we were to look at the whole universe, um, like the flower life pattern, top of it, right now, this is the center right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as you get closer down to the middle here, you got Sirius, and then there's Pleiades, and then Earth is at the bottom. Mm. And it's the same kind of cut inside my crystal. It's taking the unmanifested into the manifested. So the closer you are to the source, the more spiritual, and as you get right down, it becomes physical matter. Because if you were to look at what is physical matter, it's actually crystallized light. And yep. Trapped. Yep. And, light, and crystal is basically the Greek word chrysalis, which means frozen light. So, so now, when you, um, as a, star, a serious B, yes, and uh, being, did you, were you a humanoid? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so you walked on two legs and had two eyes. Did you eat? Yes. Yes. And absolutely. which dimension did you reside in? 
I, a lot of people have told me I'm a 14th dimensional being, and I've been to realms where there's everything's put in crystal containers, star tetrahedron shaped. And outside of that, nothing has been created yet. And the universe is constantly expanding. And when we're sitting in like a, like, um, almost like a council, we're looking at these crystals and we're like, there's a problem going on on Earth. There's an infection of consciousness. Go down there, remind people what it's like up here because they simply forgot. Spiritual amnesia kicked in. And there's, a, there's literally like a star battle going on down here. Now, would you also, do you guys also buy into the whole 12 strand DNA right. reduced to two strands? And that's why that amnesia is happening. That's right. Um, a lot of this stuff, maybe. Me personally, I don't think that's important to be aware of that. Like, it, everything's like, maybe. Like, are we going to the fifth dimension? What does that mean, right? Like, I'm more interested in how can we facilitate the al our own personal alchemy. Like, I think that's what's really important. And that's awesome like, what I said answer. before. Yeah. Awesome answer. So what about stuff like, you know... And you know what? Maybe when we do embody more of our soul, maybe that is what the 12-strand DNA is. Yeah. But that's not... Like, it's Relevant. Just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of scientific. In a okay, way. but what about stuff like fluoride in the water and chemtrails? And, <laughs> well, it's, there's uh, an attack on our consciousness because the powers that right. be know that we're we're becoming more evolved, consciously evolved. So they're stepping up their attack. They're they're upping their ammunition against us, right? So when in the 50s, yeah. 60s, it was pesticides. Now it's GMOs. Now it's chemtrails. Now it's fluoride. Now it's that they're just attacking it. us like crazy because they're in fear that. And this is probably the the, the that alien race that I told you about, they're in fear of the world going through the alchemical process. So they're doing what they can to limit our potential. Well, and I just want to add, uh, yeah. okay, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. I just want to say something about Joe. Like he was saying about he's a 14th dimensional entity. Now, I don't know. I can't say if I totally Skype that, but I'm his friend. I hang around him a lot. And he, he, if you watch his video on the Matrix for Real, if you see his flips that he does, a lot of people can do flips. Lots of people can do flips. When he flips, it's like he's levitating. Wait, let's see if we can pull yeah. that up. We'll, we'll show <laughs> it at the cool. end. The Matrix okay. for real. It's like he's levitating, and his energy healing, he's he's definitely a superhuman. I can't say if, if he's from the 14th dimension, because I don't know. <laughs> I'm very Taurus. I'm very grounded. But yeah. but he's definitely a superhuman. He, out of all the people I've met in my life, like he's up there with the superhuman caliber of people that I know. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, so these bad aliens or whatever, they're like trying to dumb us down with, they're attacking us with all these strategies like chemtrails and fluoride. What do we do about it? Like, are we able to overcome that? Or yes, what, guys? absolutely. What's happening in our world is, uh, is spectacular right now. All of these extraterrestrials observing us are like, wow, this is like an experiment that's actually going beyond the uh, expectations of the creator. Like it's going well. Yeah, it's going well. What's happening? And it's going um, so well. because we're starting to uh, wake, wake up, up and become our true selves again, and we're starting to get our Yay! power back. So instead of them coming to help us, we're helping ourselves. Which uh -huh. is it's about bloody time. It's, oh, it's basically what it's like. If we were to look at ourselves like in an aquarium, it's like we're finally figuring out a way to get out of the aquarium and explore other universes without so, self-destructing. So now, so now, Hugh, you can go on to Sirius B and be, okay, I'm not a Sirius B starseed. I'm a human starseed. Yeah. So now you can be a starseed on another that's right. You Galaxy go to far planet. edges of the universe <laughs> to explore life that hasn't been um, hasn't been exactly. as evolved and help them out. Because the glue of the universe is love, unconditional love. Everything in the universe moves in a spiral. Golden mean Fibonacci sequence. Anything that's out of that uh, that sequence of numbers or that vibration dematerializes or it just uh, gets sick. So when we look at like uh, how everything's moving in that pattern and the sacred geometry of love. 
you start to realize that it's, it is a, it's not just a feeling, it's, it's a frequency, but it's also a complex spiritual science. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, sure. important. So we're, we're becoming part of the alchemical process of the planet and humans is that we're becoming light beings. You know how they say that? We're becoming light beings. What does that mean? And, you know, I, I listen, like I have my own intuitions and I, I listen to different people on the internet and, and my perspective is that our planet is turning into a sun. It's turning into a star. Mm -hmm. And we're turning into a star with it. And mm -hmm. we're going to be like these, we're going to actually transcend, I think, our human bodies and we're going to become these beings of light. But we have to transmute that lead, which is the earthbound frequencies. Mm -hmm. And the earthbound frequencies are traumas that we hold on to that cause illnesses. Fear. Fear. fear um, not being in love. Um, having, like all these not chemicals. Not being in love with ourselves, you mean, Or not right? operating from the heart. Yeah. Um, not having uh, like chemicals in our bodies. Like all these things make us dense and make us earthbound. And so part of the alchemical process of, of humans and our planet, it's a collective process, is we're turning this planet into a sun, and we're going to be these beings on the sun with it. And right now, we're, there's such a, it's such a powerful time right now that I believe that people who aren't going are not flowing with the shift. They're the ones who are going to get sick faster. They, I think a lot of people, if they, if, they don't, if they don't comply with the new world energies, like I'm seeing it right now, people who aren't compliant, they're, they're getting sick, they're going to die because they're not ready. They're not, they're not flowing So where do they it. go? Do they reincarnate? They might go. Some people say they might reincarnate on another planet. Some people say that. That that makes sense. I don't Every know. Every planet's sure. a school. Yeah. This is the highest uh, ev uh, spiritual evolution school in the in the whole universe. Earth. Yeah. They say only the bravest people come here. Yeah. <laughs> Joe said a really good quote. Joe's a stuntman in, in movies. They were used to do that, and people always ask him about stunts. He's like. The biggest stunt anyone can do is to be born in this world. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a really, really good one. Yeah. Wow. So we're all stunt people. We're all stunt people. Absolutely. Yeah. We're stunt part souls. Of the experiment. Stunt beings. Yes. Yeah. To find our way back to the source. Yes. That's what it's all done. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Yes, let's do that. Let's. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. We're, we have we're an experiment we're going to do. So, Joe, thing. we've been watching with the crystal that's the whole right. show. And, Tell I mean, us a little like, bit about that crystal. You're not letting go of that. That's like. I've been having dreams about waters and crystals last year, where I'd go under the water, get these giant crystals. Like it was like going into Atlantis, getting these super crystals, and then I was guided through a sequence of events, which I don't believe are accidents, to learn about crystal healing because I got into an accident last year where I lost all the skin on my face here. I uh, fell off an electric bike. Was this a stunt accident thing or something? Well, most people won't, um, will see it as just falling off a bike, but I've actually pushed off a bike by an evil oh. entity. So after that happened, I talked to the shaman. I said, listen, this is a situation. I need some energy protection here because there's these uh, invisible forces that are trying to get after me because I'm trying to awaken a lot of people. What do you got? He brings out these crystal ones, and I started working with them. As soon as I held them in my hand, I could feel like electricity going into my wounds, repairing me. And then I went on the internet and I was like, what's more powerful than that? And I found about Vogel crystals. Vogel crystals. Vogel crystal. Okay. What, what is this, a Vogel as opposed to Vogel, anything else crystal? When you cut a crystal with sacred geometry, it becomes uh, a supercomputer. Like, I mean, ah, and there's, like this, a uh, there's, this, there's a scientist, Marcel Vogel, that, that worked for IBM. And he found a way to store information into quartz crystals. He made silicon chips, uh, magnetic disk drive, and then he made LCD screens. Okay. So here, um, um, Dr. Emoto also learned from Dr. Marcel okay. how to structure water uh, with thought and intent because our bodies are mostly water. So what I'm going to do right now is use this vocal crystal. Okay, wait, yeah, yeah. Wait, By the way, we had Dr. Emoto here in the studio. Okay, so let's uh, get this camera uh, going on right here. Uh, let's not show the and camera. You guys should being, try. You guys should just, like just. You should take some before, before and after. The water. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, so we're so both going to have one of these. 
glass. Okay, I'm gonna taste it before. Okay, I'll charge one of them first, and then I'll do the other. Okay, so okay. the same water. So you're gonna charge one of them? Yes. Okay, well, wait a second then. Okay. okay. You know what? Then I'm gonna taste that one. What? You can taste that one. <laughs> I bet it tastes the same, Sandra. <laughs> Toronto tap water. Okay. Nothing better. <laughs> okay, if we okay. get a nice close-up on that, I'm just going to aim this crystal and I'm going to put my intent into it. Here it goes. Ready? Love, gratitude, holy water, sacred geometry, sweet water, healthy water, happy water, party water, fun water, golden liquid life force water. Love, gratitude, unconditional love, spring water, sweet water, sweet water, sweet water. All right. Have a I have a taste. Okay, do you want to taste first, Sandra? You go first since you have it. All right. think it tastes sweeter yes I, I actually agree. do I, agree. I, I agree. actually do now what happens if we drink it will we get you'll like, structure all the water in your body and yeah. this is the thing that most people will realize is that water is a crystal liquid it takes on four stages but it structures at the temperature of 98.6 degrees so uh, in your body and you have your third eye has this liquid crystal around it so whatever thoughts that you're projecting with the feelings structures the water crystal in your body so water takes on seven major crystallographic uh, structures. If you if you put the right water in your body, you're gonna hold more light. Um, I just wanna add to that. It's actually lighter now. It's kind of like you guys ever have fresh spring water. Uh, yeah. It's like that now. It's lighter. It has a higher absorption rate. Like it's wetter. It's wetter water. That's heavy water. It's dense water. It's been through pipes. Got chemicals. Okay. He just transmuted it. He performed alchemy on that water. Okay. And now it has a higher absorption rate. And he also it has a higher amount of. Uh, interdimensional properties which access zero point energy which is light basically so if we share this water will we both benefit absolutely yeah now Let's can share. anybody do this with any crystal joe or he's trained he's trained and he's got the crystal i mean if anyone has a crystal it'll help because the energy goes through his palm that's the female side and then it vortexes through and it lasers out through the male side and plus he's trained in different modalities in energy healing okay so that helps and okay. he's, he's a superhuman, but I mean, anybody can do it if they, if they work towards it, if they train to do it, right? Because okay. it's yeah. the intention. We know the intention. That's right. Right? Dr. Emoto proves That's it. That's right. Yeah. This, this crystal is designed for planetary healing. It's 144-sided Vogel. So it, it connects to the Elohim level. Okay, so, if, so for the planetary human, so does it affect star seeds too? Big time. Okay. It helps with the DNA activation. It, anybody who's in a human body, how about animals? Big time. Okay. I zap tumors out big time with plants. Helps plants grow faster. Okay. You zap tumors out of animals? Is well, that people who had tumors, I, this is the, the thing. I was working on people, just aiming it at them, and the tumors just dematerialized. And 
<laughs> this not only happened on one condition, this happened on many other ones too. And there's like you're talking cancerous tumors, yeah. like a breast cancer or, or whatever. What if you zap a person with that? Well, like, I, I do it all the time. I do a lot zap of us right now. Yeah, but you can't do. What do we do? What do we do, Joe? Just can feel a, a vibration. It's better though if you relax. It works better because right now you're working. But oh, he's not not <laughs> all of the intention that you're moving through it, right? Love, gratitude, holy water, sacred geometry, sweet water, healthy water, happy water, party water, fun water, golden link with life force water. Ready? Like that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. It's a uh, it's, uh, technology from the Pleiadians and Arcturians. Arcturians, that's my home yeah, that's planet. Right. <laughs> They're homeboys. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, if we were looking at Star Trek, they use crystals to power up the whole starship. That's right. And the dilithium crystals. That's right. We can, and Tesla used a lot of that too. Even Einstein was worth. Well, think about radio. It depends on radio quartz crystal. That's do you guys right. think free energy is coming this year? Sorry, it's, it's here. No, that do you think we're going to be start using it? Like, you know, yeah, this year it's happening. For our, for, for the. Like as a, on a massive level. I think between, like I said, that cycle that we're in right now, yeah. right now the information, right now we're, we're, we're pushing years, for it. Though. You're saying 40 years. Well, we're pushing for it, but from now until the four, next 40 years, we're, we're, that cycle, Uranus is in a waxing phase to Pluto, okay. so we're going to implement it, right? But right now we're pushing for it. People are doing it, but it's not, hasn't been in, implemented into our infrastructure yet. But it's out of the But bag. it's coming, yeah. It's, it's out, out of the bag. Out of the bag. It's, it's, coming. it's Just coming. Just a matter of time, you politicians. Okay. Can we look at, you know, you brought the alien uh, spaceship metal. That's Can right. Can we talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Can we look at it? Too, we'll, uh, but just talk about it as we get the camera uh, ready to show Okay, we're it. really oh, putting Lamar to work here. This. Thank From you, an Lamar. Alien spaceship That's metal? right. That's right. I, uh, I am in contact with them, and I can summon them very here. easily. So, so what happens is uh, I do a lot of shamanic healing, and uh, I went back to the bluffs with some friends on the full moon in Pisces in 2011. I said, today, tonight, we're going to make the intention we're going to connect with extraterrestrials. Cool. Okay, can we zoom in more even, or is that Max? That's Max. Max. So that's it. That's the alien metal right that's there. That's right. So we put this intention out, and one of my friends goes for a walk, and he comes back, and he looks like he's going to pass out. I'm like, are you all right? And he's like, there's these beings of light down the beach, and there's so much energy down there, I almost threw up. So I said, let's go down there. But they're let's, good beings. Yes. Okay, okay. Let's go down there. Let's explore this. As I'm walking down the beach, I told them, hold on, I can feel an energy here. We need to start digging. Mm -hmm. So we start digging, and we found this, in this one site, we found this tree stump that was laser cut. And we, we dig this thing up, and we're like, there's something inside this, because there's so much energy in, coming out of it. How were we guided, you know? Mm -hmm. We bring this back mm -hmm. to my house. We chop it up. Right in the middle was this. It was implanted right in the dead center. And I have a lot of photos of starships and videos. But wow. the moment I held this in my hand, can we look at it? Or, uh, I start. Thank it starts tomorrow. vibrating in my hand. Wow! And I and I started seeing these beings of light. And then when I opened my eyes and I looked in the sky, there was all these grid lines, and all these orbs were floating towards me, saying, "This will help assist you on your sacred mission." Mm. And so that was part of the. Uh, it was it was implanted. It was buried in the earth. And I don't know, it seems to me, my theory is that there's a bunch of these all over the place yeah. to affect energy on the planet. Um, should I, I tell this story? Can I hold it? Yeah, yeah. Right. absolutely. Yeah. There's one time we were hanging out, we were at a party, and a friend of us, friend of ours, her, her parents are high-level Freemasons, and I think, like, they're so high-level that, like, our I think... 
mom and dad are related. Like, are Freemasons good? Some I, of them might be the lower level, but the high level Masons work with the V lines, work with Anunnaki between so the they're 30 not and the good. degree. They're not, not so the good. high level, no. Okay. No, okay. and her dad was a high level, and we showed her Ooh, that. Okay. We showed her that, and she said she started crying, and she, she was a lot of water. She's Pisces, she had a lot of water. She's very emotional. Yeah. And she goes, My dad has a whole box of those. And I'm like, What are they? And, and every time I would mention it, she would start crying. <laughs> I don't know what they are. He has his theories of what that is. I have no idea what that is. Something. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's something. It's definitely, yeah. I think, extraterrestrial or, and you know, Joe carries around. Joe has good energy. And so, you know, I'm sure if it was bad, he transmuted it. He thinks it's good, but I don't know. This is my theory. This I'm a bridge. Yeah. I'm one of many, but I'm a bridge. So there's connect. more like you on this planet, there Joe? There are, there are lots Do you, of Have us. you met them? Do I'm starting to every day because, you know, okay. when you're on the right frequency, you, mm -hmm. you connect with others mm -hmm. too are the same frequency. Are they all your age? Different ages. I'm like probably one of the younger ones. I'm 33 years young, but a very okay. old soul. Yeah. <laughs> oh 33 years young. Yeah, but there's a there's a lot of um, beings out there that are just fascinated with us and they want to help us. Even angelic forces too. But why are the bad ones there? Well, why are the why is there a battle? Why is there a bad guy? The, the it's part. They just represent the negative polarity of creation and evolution. They're, they're here to serve our alchemical process mm -hmm. to becoming light beings and be whatever is happening. They're, they're here to serve that. And these bad entities, that's all they're here for. It's just alchemy. That's what we came here. That's what we signed up for. So how do we how do we deal with them? Do we do we treat them with love? Yeah. yeah. Is that what we do? But the yeah. first thing is you have to love yourself. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't love themselves. And because they don't love themselves, they treat people around them the same way. It's also good sometimes, you know, sometimes it's also good to blow the whistle on them too, just to make people aware because a lot of people within the new age community are delusional and, and they subscribe to every new age topic and sometimes it's good to blow the whistle and say hey guys you know let's 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 focus on what's real here let's focus on how we can become a better person civilization collective consciousness so i think it's good to blow the whistle but do it with love and come from the heart centered okay so we uh you know we uh we're not in an extreme rush but we're kind of getting near the end here but is there anything else you guys want to talk about briefly before we uh wrap the show up today just believe that through healing you when you heal yourself you heal everyone around you and that's the most important like if you were to look at your body as a universe which it is and you were to live amongst the cells you would tell the same thing about your cells saying the way you feel within you get to know yourself knowing thyself is enlightenment mm -hmm. you will affect things around you so um is there anything in particular you guys are working on? Uh, the summer's coming, coming up. Is there anything you guys are uh, looking forward to? Want to go out there, you know, share the information, do talks, travel the world. I'd like to go to major vortexes around the Earth. One of the places I went to recently was um, Mount Shasta, and which is the root chakra of the Earth. And there's an underground city there called Telos. A lot of the ancient Lemurians built that city just before the fall of Atlantis, and they appeared to me when I went there. And I have videos of it. There's like violet fire. So where uh, where can we see these videos? It's, I have a YouTube channel, and it's um, it's, it's it's linked to my Matrix website. Matrix for real? Well, Matrix for real is one of my YouTube videos. Okay. Um, Joe Ego. Do we have that video ready to go for the end of the show, though? Yes. Way? Yes. Uh, Ego is spelled E I G. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. And I, my YouTube channel is J E I G O. So I have a video on there. Uh, Joey Go Violet Flame Mount Shasta, and I have photos of this. I mean, this is uh, this is quite normal. Uh, it's a high frequency light 
that emits. If you watch, you just posted a video on YouTube today. There's orbs flying around. Mm -hmm. oh, it might be orbs in this video. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, okay, <laughs> just about Mount Shasta. And then maybe I should add what I'm doing. Sure. This time. Okay, so I do. I'm an astrologer. I'm a humanistic alchemical astrologer. So I help people with the perspective of humanistic alchemy to help them fulfill their positive potential. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay. also a nutritional alchemist, so I help people with their diet from uh, to help them facilitate personal transformation from a big picture perspective. You should I also, health them show. I am. We're going to go. Well, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to go. Um, I also do talks called so you, Human. you should be having booths at the health show. I didn't have enough time because I'm, I'm actually working on a book right now. I don't want to do anything until my book's done. Okay. Um, so I'm working on a book, and I also do talks called New Human Nutrition. So I tell people from a big picture perspective and like kind of some of the stuff I shared with you today and uh, yeah and I do consulting do talks me and Joe are going to do some stuff in the future together and, and people can go to my website carmendelucio.com if they're interested in consultation what is it Carmen and, oh yeah okay or if they want to book me for a talk or carmendelucio.com c-a-r-m-e-n-d-i-l-u-c-c-i-o.com we're going to put it all in the credits awesome thank so, you so much uh, and uh, Joe, you're at joeeco.com, right? Yeah, basically show people how, how can they become a superhuman. Because if you're what, what is evolution? It's to unfold. And we look at minerals, they unfold into crystals, plants, flowers, reptilians, birds, human, superhuman. And everyone has the power to do it, but it all, it all comes from love. Which comes from within. From within. We don't have to look outside, it's all inside. And that's why all the religions out there are you know, trying to talk about looking outside yourself, it's all inside. Even all the religions talk about like it has to do with like you know um, astrology and and it's pretty interesting. It's a spiritual science. What's happening? And, we're, we're, and now we're starting to realize that we are powerful, as compared to eons ago. People just mm -hmm. didn't know they gave their powers away. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, what's so exciting about the golden age. Now people are going to pay attention to their own personal vibration, and they're going to start to pay attention to their dreams. They're going to start to become more psychic. They're going to go, why am I having these? pressures in my head, why does it feel like my head's like going to explode and I can't sleep? These are all symptoms of the shift and they're becoming more psychic. And they're going to pay attention to ways to raise their frequency to adapt to this fifth dimensional frequency that's coming in. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks guys so much for coming in Thank today you guys on short notice. So much we were looking forward to having are. you on the show, but it Yay. was really great to have you on. Thank so, you. Uh, Thank, Thank you. you. Wow. Thank you. Okay, so we've got the video, I think, The Matrix, uh, The Real Matrix for Real with uh, Joe Ego, and uh, that's going to be it for the show, Sandro. Fabulous awesome show. show. On a Friday. Looking forward it's to a good Friday. Weekend. It's a, it's good, a great Friday. It's a real good Friday. And it's going to be, the weather's getting nicer. Uh, spring's yeah, so maybe spring is actually here. here a little bit. So thanks, everybody. We'll Keep see you next humble. week right here on thatchannel.com.
Yeah. <laughs>